Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today's Monday, 15th of May. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will be in Philadelphia today. Air Force One is expected to land at Philadelphia International Airport sometime this morning. Officials are warning there may be some delays at the airport and then in Philadelphia once the president lands. You know what this means? I, I can't fly my drone today. <laughs> no, you definitely yeah. can't. He and the First Lady are expected to attend their granddaughter's graduation ceremony at the University of Pennsylvania. Airport-style security is going to be in place at Franklin field with everyone entering uh, through security checkpoints. Doors are opening early and attendees are being urged to arrive early to get through security so that they can be in place for the ceremony which begins at 10.15. They're going so hardcore with that airport security thing they're actually installing a luggage carousel. Kathy. <laughs> I, uh, I flew to Washington State <clears throat> excuse me, last year and uh, Air Force One had just landed and my flight was scheduled to take off uh, in time, <laughs> but the flight was a little delayed, yeah. and then Air Force One landed, and we sat on the runway for quite, quite a stretch. Although, it's actually pretty cool to see. It's it's an impressive plane, and it lands on the other side of the airport. Have you, have you ever seen it in the air? It's pretty I wild. Have, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we, uh, because we had to wait for so long, we actually saw the motorcade leaving the airport and then going up over the Jarrett Point b- Bridge. And it's neat. It's, it's like anytime you see a president, I'm impressed by it. Preston, you'll remember when, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, W came driving by. We were in media like, uh, at Y100. I mean, we stood right by the road as his motorcade came yeah. by. I mean, there was, it was just like you're standing, but like nobody's holding you back on the side of the road. We were yeah. right up and close. We think we may have seen him wave. Uh, yes, and he did the oh, devil horns. Yeah, he was like, yeah. <laughs> rock! Get that metal, man. Uh, but it was cool. Yeah. It was really cool to see, yeah. I saw the turnpike once. Uh, I was on an overpass, and I was, I, I actually don't even know that I was supposed to be on the overpass. <laughs> and I was like, it was very eerie. I'm like, there is not one yeah. car down mm-hmm. there. And I didn't know at the time. And I learned later it was because the motorcade was coming down the turnpike. It happens sometimes. And in New York, uh, on the um, on the Belt Parkway heading towards, because JFK's there. So when you're driving, things will just shut down, and they'll shut down well in advance. It's quite conceivable that you'd get caught yeah. halfway through the, the checkpoints. Yeah. yeah, I also saw um, I saw the first lady. She was having lunch at, and I forget the damn name of the the shopping center, but um, it's in Chester County. It's close to Delaware, uh, but she was having lunch there. And Kathy, the, Glen come Eagle. Over. <laughs> um, Glen Eagle, not. I don't, uh, maybe, maybe what? No, you know what, Casey? It is Glen Eagle. Yeah. Um, there's a little restaurant there, and I was eating inside, and she was outside. And when I left, you know, there was word people were saying, oh, she's here, she's here. And when I left, I walked right by her, and she was there. And I, But I was shocked at the Secret Service. They were just in regular clothes. Like, I always thought they were always in suits. Uh, uh, not always. Yeah. yeah they they were, I mean, like, in. T-shirt, fact, shorts. Yeah. The French toast she was eating was a Secret Service. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this isn't the first time that the president and the first lady have been to the University of Pennsylvania, apparently in April. April, uh, they came for an art show that their granddaughter was a part of. Uh, they w- are not expected to leave immediately after the ceremony today, so there may be some more street closer- closures as they navigate through the area. They're not leaving town until about 3 o'clock or so this afternoon. The Philadelphia Inquirer experienced the most significant disruption in its operation in 27 years in what the newspaper says is a cyber attack. The company was working to restore print operations after a cyber incursion that prevented the printing of the newspaper's Sunday print edition, the Inquirer reported on its website. 
night. The news operations website was still operational Sunday, although updates were slower than normal, the Inquirer reported. Inquirer publisher Lisa Hughes says Sunday, we are currently unable to provide an exact timeline for full restoration of the paper system. We appreciate everyone's patience and understanding as we work to fully restore a system and complete this op- investigation as soon as possible. I thought something was up when the uh, headline was fart, poop, piss. <laughs> <laughs> the attack was first detected when employees on Saturday morning found the newspaper's content management system not working. The cyber attack caused the largest disruption to publication of Pennsylvania's largest news organization since a massive, the massive blizzard in January of 1996. The cyber attack precedes a mayoral primary election scheduled for Tuesday. Hughes said the operation disruption would not affect news coverage of the election, although journalists would not be able to use the newsroom on election night. An investigation was ongoing into the extent and specific targets of the attack, and the company contacted the FBI. Hughes said the FBI in Philadelphia declined to comment. Berks County native Taylor Swift performed three sold-out shows in South Philadelphia over the weekend. The final show took place Sunday on Mother's Day, drawing thousands of people from far and wide to Lincoln Financial Field. Despite the incredible energy from her fans, Saturday's performance was briefly interrupted by Swift herself. Video from the performance is going viral, showing Swift having bad blood with security. (laughs) She could be heard in the video saying to security, hey, stop, she wasn't doing anything. Uh, Swift was also seen shooing security away from the scene. Some fans originally said people were being pushed and it appeared like someone was trying to climb on stage. However, they say that was not the case. Concert goers say security was very strict about keeping the aisles clear during the show. Here's a little clip of that moment. She kind of, oh, the yeah. middle of the song says something. I, I know. No sad, bro. No sad. <laughs> I know people are making a big deal about this, but I mean, there's full on fist fights that happen at shows all the time. And sometimes they, I've seen, we've seen people just full on stop a show, stop the band. Hold on, stop it right now. You what know? was the recent concert? Was it the Black Crows where one of the Robinsons used the guitar as like a javelin somebody come up on stage yeah Yeah, it can get a lot more contentious well i mean she had obviously caught her attention because uh, word is that she gave tickets to that woman to come back to the show again last night right that's cool yeah very cool in sports this morning I thought we'd just skip right over this today. Casey's leaving the studio. The Sixers lost to the Boston Celtics 112 to 88 in game seven. Dude, he's yelling as he's walking away. I don't know. He threw his hands up in the air and he yelled something. I think think it's what he yelled. It's like that. They ended their season in the second round of the playoffs for the fifth time in the last six oh, seasons. Yeah, so everyone's describing it as a full-blown meltdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, they said it was embarrassing. It was awful. Uh, I When I heard that they described the game as embarrassing, I'm like, oh, man, come on. Jason Tatum scored 51 points, the most in a Game 7 in NBA history, and the Celtics advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals for the second straight year. The Celtics, who lost to the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals last year, will face the Miami Heat in the East Finals for the second straight season. Game 
one is on Wednesday in Boston. The Phillies lost to the Colorado Rockies 4 nothing, ending the, the Phillies' five-game winning streak. Bryce Harper was ejected for charging Colorado's dugout. Whoa. Harper appeared to respond to Colorado reliever Jake Bird, who clapped his hand against his glove and said something towards the Phillies' dugout after the last out of the top of the seventh. Kyle Freeland dominated for six innings on his 30th birthday in the Rockies' win. The road trip continues tonight as the Phillies open up a series in San Francisco against the Giants. Bailey Falter will get the start. First pitch is set for 945. Can't have glove clappers in sports. In the NHL, the Golden Knights beat the Edmonton Oilers 5-2 in Game 6 of their second round series to reach the semifinal round for the fourth time in the franchise's six-year history. The Philadelphia Union, who beat the Colorado Rapids 2-1 on Saturday night in Denver, are back home on Wednesday night with a match against D.C. United at 7.30. And finally, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts earned his master's degree from the uh-huh. University of Oklahoma. 24-year-old Hertz received his master's in human relations from Oklahoma on Friday. He says he was encouraged by his mother to get the degree. She also holds a master's degree in school counseling. Very cool. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thanks, Kath. And uh, on the heels of talking about uh, Jalen Hertz's mom, we'd like to wish a belated happy Mother's Day to everyone. Kathy, happy yeah. Mother's Thank Day. You. Did you have a good one? Yes, it was beautiful yesterday. It was. So yeah. nice. Was yep, gorgeous. sat outside, family came over, and yeah, it was fun. Did everybody take care of you? You didn't have to do anything? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> it never really works out like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had a beautiful day, so uh, hopefully everybody did. Yeah, and the week is looking amazing, right? Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, today, tomorrow, looking fantastic. A little cooler on Wednesday and Thursday, but uh, no rain in the forecast, so yay. Uh, We have a new Word of the Week prize. Going to give away a pair of tickets and meet and greet passes for Rival Sons. That show's going to be Saturday, June 3rd at Franklin Music Hall. So if you're a fan of Rival Sons, or even if not... Uh, I think you'll dig this. Great band, great yeah. live band. We've seen them before, so uh, get yourself set. We'll get the letter of the day at the end of the program today. We do have a couple of guests going uh, are joining us today. Uh, well, one, actually, Bert Kreischer oh, yeah. is on with us this morning. We are going to talk to him in the 9 o'clock hour. The Machine, the movie, released exclusively in theaters on the 26th, is coming up. And the tops off of the world tour... Uh, Wells Fargo Center, November 29th. So he's got a lot going on. Is he the Taylor Swift of comedy at this point? I think so. I, I mean, think yeah. so, yeah. yeah he's, he's the shirtless Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah. You know? You know, the, the, the Chrysies, they love him. Yeah. He had, and I can't wait to ask him about it, he actually had a uh, a post on uh, Instagram and Twitter yesterday that actually made me cry. I, I really? was surprised to uh-huh. see it. It was a Mother's Day post, and I was yeah. like, not surprised me. I'm sure he's he's a sentimental yeah. guy, but I was like, oh, that's different. a different type of post that, from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see it. You want to describe? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, yeah, I guess we... His mom had a shirt, her shirt off. No, for the <laughs> listeners now, um, his his daughter came home from college and surprised her mom. Um, and he was on Leanne, And he was on FaceTime because he's on tour right now. So uh, she came walking through the door. And as he's FaceTiming with her, Georgia, the daughter, comes walking in and... You know, then they hugged and cried. Yeah, the mom mom was very excited. So they they planned this out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and Bert was in on that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really sweet. That is awesome. Excellent. Uh, Well, happy to hear that. We'll talk to Bert about that later on this morning, which is awesome. Uh, I would like to make an announcement. We have the return of something I think you will enjoy. Uh, Oh, God damn it. I'm not ready yet. It's a different different page of... (laughs) I feel like I, we need to go back to every single time we do this for the first time and see how many burps I've done instead of this. Because it's the same. We should just do a burp yeah. roll instead of a drum roll. <laughs> it's a different bank of, uh, of sound effects. I didn't change back. Back to you, Preston. 
<laughs> All right, uh, so we are announcing uh, a yearly event that we do around this time, and we're actually going to start it on Wednesday morning. It is the return of the Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher Contest. Yeah, so we are ready to celebrate all the teachers in the Delaware Valley. Uh, it's too tough to do every single one and every single school, so we found a random way to go about it and spread some love. So that's what we're going to do uh, each weekday morning from now until June 8th. We stretch it out a little bit. Uh, we will announce a different high school around this time, about 6.15 a.m., and then students from that school will have 24 hours to vote for their coolest teacher, and you'll just text the word teacher to 39333, and we'll send you a voting link. So we'll uh, we'll get that underway on Wednesday morning. So the teacher voted the coolest. We'll be announced the next morning and wins the official President Steve Coolest Teacher coffee mug and a $50 Five Below gift card nice. as well. Which I love is a pretty that. sweet deal. So it's sponsored by Five Below. And it's just a, a nod. And it's more the uh, the vocal recognition from the students that I think that really is the important part of that. So uh, we will uh, engage that on Wednesday morning and remind you how to do it. So start uh, thinking about it. Start talking to your students. And students, start talking to your teachers about what's going on with this. And uh, tune in every weekday morning about 6.15, and we'll have the announcement. And hopefully, we'll call your school, and you'll get to vote. It's been such a wonderful thing. Yeah. We've been doing it for a couple of years, and it's just uh, it's great to say thank you to the people who are doing what they do. Yeah, from the uh, the students themselves. So uh, we're looking forward to that. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. The entertainment report is on the way with stupid question and stuff to give to you there. So we will return in a moment and get it all started. Stay with us. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space? Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. Kidding! You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, we're going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card for the stupid question this morning. And we will ask you this. Hmm. Who was the first performer at Woodstock in 1969? 215-263-WMMR. On stage, who was the first performer at Woodstock? Let's see if you know the answer to that. Give us a call. We'll mention some birthdays while we await that answer today. 15th day. 
of May, and we'll start with a musical birthday. Brian Eno. Oh, wow. Producer who has played on, produced, and or engineered albums for artists including U2, Talking Heads, David Bowie, Coldplay, Devo, and Roxy Music, to name a few. I think when, uh, was the Joshua Tree album? I think that was Brian Eno, was it not? Yeah. He's yeah. in the um, the Disney Plus special, which I, I've recommended a few times, and uh, with Bono and the Edge and Letterman, and they, they do a whole retrospective on um, U2's you know, entire song catalog. And Very they fe- cool. They feature some of Brian Eno's stuff, too. So he turns uh, 75 years old today, so a big one for him. Um, a guy that we've gotten to know over the years, Chaz Palminteri. Yes. Turns a year older today. Uh, 71 years old. And, uh, you know, we had told him, as he probably the first time he was here, uh, and he was uh, promoting a, a one-man show of the Bronx Tale, and I said, I've never seen that movie. Uh, I now love that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's one it's of the best. It's a fantastic movie. Because <clears throat> I was kind of... I'm kind of, uh, I got burnt out on mob movies. Yeah. But this one's got a completely different, different yeah. uh, vibe to it. Uh, and uh, really, really well done. And it's his life story. It's yeah. his personal story, he says. Number of those stories actually happened to him. Yeah. So, uh, but besides that, uh, the usual suspects analyze this. A ton of great things. And uh, just a really nice guy every time he comes by here. He's good with comedy, too. He's actually very funny. 71 years old today. Uh, we'll stay in the mob scene. Jamie Lynn Sigler. Meadow from The Sopranos. So besides that and a movie where she played Heidi Fleiss, I don't know a lot of what she's done. She played yeah. herself in um, uh, Entourage. Entourage. Yeah. For, yeah, for a little bit. I yeah. love her. I um, I really wish she was in more stuff. Because, yeah? Yeah, I, I had a thing for her. Like, a crush? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, most recently, it says here she was she's on the show Big Sky, which I'm oh, not familiar it, with. Oh, it just got canceled. Oh, uh, did, did it? it I, yeah. I watched that. How many seasons did they? I watched uh, two, two seasons, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was good, though. Uh, 27 episodes, so, uh, you know, she's working. Uh, maybe she'll find another high-profile thing. She married uh, uh, Lenny Dykstra's kid. Oh, that's right. Cutter Dykstra? Mm. Uh, Lenny has two sons, I believe, and uh, one of them married Jamie Lynn Sigler. All right, she turns 42 today. Uh, I'll mention this, Emmett Smith's birthday today. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I knew it would be a lackluster response, but, you He's know. He's doing commercials that are airing on MMR oh. right now. That are on MMR? That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we played it earlier this morning, Panders, too. You guys have a lot of fights. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can't deny his great football player. I know. He is. Uh, 54 years old today. Um, I had a question about uh, Woodstock, which we're going to try and get the answer to here in a little bit. It's Wavy Gravy's birthday today. Wavy Gravy. <laughs> and you see him on stage in the movie. He gets up. He's, he's one of the, I guess, organizers. Uh, you know, somehow or another was directly involved and certainly made lots of announcements. And uh, he's the guy that says, what we have in mind is breakfast in bed for... Five hundred thousand, yeah, or something like yeah. that. Right. Uh, he's also like a, a, like a self proclaimed shaman and a uh, a character. Yeah. So he is. Uh, I guess his semi title is counterculture icon, uh-huh. okay. and his real name is Hugh Romney. <laughs> uh, but Wavy Gravy is eighty seven, and of course he has a uh, an ice cream. He's Mitt Romney's father. I Let did me. not know that. Uh, but uh, no, Ben and Jerry says the the Wavy Gravy <laughs> right. ice cream. Ahmet Zappa, son of Frank Zappa. Uh, is 49, and he's done some acting. A little bit. Was he married to... Selma Blair. Yes, thank you. Yes. But no longer. No longer. Yeah, there were a couple for a little while. And then the last birthday I saw um, an actor where you're like, that guy, I know that guy, Uh, David Crummeltz. 
And I don't know him by name, but I looked him up. And on the show Numbers, if you remember that show, he was the guy that was like the math guru. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, in the Santa Claus movies, I think he plays like the lead elf. Oh, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, that guy, that dude. Yeah. He's in the movie Ray. He's one of the, like the the tour manager, and you know he. he do you see? You will recognize the guy. And go, yeah, yeah, him. I know him. Uh, so he turned 45 years old today. All right, we're going to see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning. Who was the first performer at Woodstock since Wave Gravy's birthday today? Two one five two six three WMMR. Now, Casey, I see the. I see the stuff up on the monitor here. Looking at the board, nothing is lit up, so I do not know if I can go to phone calls or not. So Casey's going to have to do a little shifting and button pushing, and now I think I can do it. We will go to Bruce to see if we can find out who the first performer at Woodstock was. Hi, Bruce. Are you there? Good morning. Hey, it works. Love it. All right, Bruce, do me a favor. Tell me which artist was the first to play at Woodstock. That would be Richie Haven. The great Richie Haven. You are correct. Hang on, Bruce. They had him play for like a super extended set because they were having technical issues. Correct. They they didn't have everything ready to go, and it was just him and his guitar. That's it. And man, does he beat the hell out of that guitar? He strums the hell out of it. Strings are popping right and left and, and getting replaced. Yeah, he's just a great musician, and he did an Iron Man set. Yeah, that's true. So we're gonna give you a fifty dollars Bonefish Grill gift card. Back for a limited time, you can enjoy Dine and Discover, a special three-course dinner for two uh, for only $45.90. And you can explore menu favorites from the grill, land, or sea, including two salads, two entrees, and shareable dessert. Ooh. Visit bonefishgrill.com. At the box office, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, still reigning supreme at number one. This might be the first Marvel movie in a while that hit number one for two weeks. Yeah, three now, isn't is it? Is it three? Or is it that's uh, it it last week. Uh, well, yeah. last week would have been the second weekend. Okay, the okay. three. Yeah. Uh, so, Super Mario Brothers was a second, followed by Book Club Next Chapter, Evil Dead Rise, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, Hypnotic, John Wick, Chapter Four, Love Again. Number nine was Air, and rounding out the top ten, Dungeons and Dragons. So, we're going to start with uh, Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox's daughter, Corinne Fox. Provided a health update regarding the Ray actor on her Instagram stories on Friday, addressing a headline that said that his loved ones are reportedly preparing for the worst. She wrote, update from the family, said to see how the media runs wild. My dad has been out of the hospital for weeks what? recuperating. Okay. <laughs> she added, in fact, he was playing pickleball yesterday. Wow. Doesn't you know, sound like a sick person to me. Do you know what would help? Uh, one picture? Yeah. Something? Yeah. She wrote, thanks for everyone's prayers and support. We have an exciting work announcement coming next week, too. Uh, a week ago, a source in the actor's circle, according to People Magazine, claimed that the actor was stable and no longer in a life-threatening situation. However, it sounded like he was still in the hospital four weeks after the incident. Uh, they had written, uh, doctors are doing more tests. I want to be completely sure that he's going to be okay before allowing him to leave the hospital. Um, and he added that uh, he Fox was told to keep his stress level down when he was discharged. And, I mean, nothing's less stressful than pickable. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the source told people that the hospital is the last place Jamie wants to be. Uh, he has a lot of projects going on, the insider said, and he's get he gets things done. He is focused and astute. What happened to him medically is serious enough to keep him in the hospital. Um, however, he is not going to rush back to work. The actor will not host the upcoming season of Fox's Beat Shazam, which started filming last week as uh, Nick Cannon stepped in. Kelly Osborne is taking Corinne's place as guest DJ on the show. Well, 
Also, Jam- a lot of the shows aren't in production because of the writer's strike. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jamie's press tour for Strays is pushed as Universal Pictures move back to release date of the movie from June 9th to August 18th while he recovers. So All right. apparently he's doing okay, according to the family. Word at one point that he was playing Mike Tyson, and he was apparently training to play Mike Tyson. I, I don't know whatever happened with that. Yeah, me either. Colton Underwood and Jordan C. Brown have officially tied the knot. Yay! The pair... Oh, my God. I noticed that the pair were married (laughs) Saturday in front of 200 guests. Maybe I can help here one second. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Thank you. At the Carneros Resort and Spa in Napa Valley, the coming out Colton star told people prior to the big day... Uh, the day of our ceremony, we have a disco-themed pool party. It's going to be a fun wedding, I'll say that. Underwood also shared that the couple created a special exhibition for guests, which they call Our Loving Walk. He told the outlet, it's inspired from a coffee table book that I was gifted after I came out called Loving. And it's images of men in love throughout history. And we blew them up and put them on canvases and set them around the resort. How would they blow them up? Uh, no, not, not like explode them. Oh, okay. They, they made them larger. Uh, he added, uh, next to them will be love letters uh, from queer people in the 18th and 19th century that were forbidden uh, or they had to send in secret. I can't remember. Was this guy a contestant on The Bachelor? He was, was a he contestant. The, or was he the Bachelor? No. No. He, w- he was a contestant, right? Okay. I believe that's the case. Who the hell knows? I so. All I know is that there was the issue where uh, he came out after. Yes. And some of the women were saying, well... Did you know at that point you had to? What was, you know, what were the dynamics? Right. He says he was not admitting to himself that he was. I don't know. He seems like a decent guy. Yeah, second here. Uh, he was a contestant on the there 14th season of The Bachelorette. Okay. I mean, he, the Bachelorette. He, you know. Uh, so uh, Underwood and Whatever. Brown met in April of 2021, uh, the same month that the former Bachelor star came out publicly in an interview with Robin Robertson, they got engaged in May of 2022. He was actually both. Um, so he ended up being yeah. The Bachelor. So he was a contestant on The Bachelorette, and then yeah. after that he became the lead on the 23rd season of The Bachelor. Not cool. That's, if you are indeed gay, right. Right. you <laughs> cannot do that, man. That's just... I mean, the show is already a it's dupe. A joke to begin with. It's a with. dupe show anyway, but you can't dupe other women that might actually be interested in... Most of the women on that show desperately want a real relationship. Right, right. And he betrayed them. So we're going to move on to Kelly Clarkson. Uh, Clarkson, she has addressed a report detailing the culture on her daytime talk show, which contained allegations that the Kelly Clarkson show is toxic behind the scenes. What the hell is it with these uh, daytime talk shows? Well, she said in a statement posted on Instagram, to find out that anyone is feeling unheard or disrespected on the show is unacceptable. I've always been and will continue to be committed to creating and maintaining a safe and healthy environment on the Kelly Clarkson show. So it was a Rolling Stone report. Uh, which uh, 11 current and former employees anonymously made complaints about being overworked and underpaid on Clarkson's talk show, telling the magazine that working under the show's toxic environment was traumatizing to their mental health. In the report, uh, the anonymous staffer said Clarkson is fantastic, Yeah, but a number of the producers make their lives a living hell. So in this case, if you simply work at a place that's demanding, you know, what, what specifically, in other words... Do they? And I was trying to see if they cited specific reasons, other than uh, it's it's a very intense schedule. Yeah, I don't, I haven't uh, seen anything outside like of it in that report. Would be a good sign. Yeah, so I don't know if there's more to it or not. 
Uh, the report was published days after the talk show announced it's going to be moving production from L.A. to New York uh, next season, meaning that staffers and crew members will likely not continue with the show if they are not interested in moving across the country. What do you and- think of her, Kathy? You're uh, you're an Ellen fan, massive Ellen fan of Kelly. Uh, yeah, oh, Kelly Clarkson. I can't, I can't. I told you, I can't watch her interview with somebody. All She's right. not really great at it. Mm. Uh, employees had known for months that it was very possible that the show was moving. With Clarkson expressing her desire to move to New York, and the showrunners uh, taking meetings with employees to gauge their interest in moving the show. But per the report, the staff did not learn that the big move was confirmed until two minutes before. They were saying Variety Story published via uh, a staff-wide email. So uh, some people are happy working there, but it seems that these 11 uh, current and former employees uh, have made complaints about being overworked and being under. 11! So uh, award-winning writer, actress, comedian, and Philly native Quinta Brunson delivered the University of Pennsylvania's Graduate School of Education commencement speech. Excellent. To a cheering crowd of thousands on Saturday. Uh, She's risen to national spotlight for her comedic and informative takes on Philadelphia's education system that has resonated across the country. And during her speech, the Philly native brought that same nuance to graduates of Penn, emphasizing the lack of compensation educators face. And speaking of her own experience with Philadelphia's school system and as a daughter of a Philly kindergarten teacher. See, that that's somebody you'd want to have at a com- give, give a commencement. My I, my guy was terrible uh, at my commencement, uh, you know, uh, yeah. ceremony. It's horrible. I don't even remember don't who even remember was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was Larry Boy. Menti. Who was it? Larry, Larry Menti. Menti? Larry Menti. Well, that's actually the best of the lot so far. <laughs> uh, Brunson emphasized the importance of educators. Uh, saying, you all will do more to, than uh, teach a curricula- curriculum. You will mold the minds of the future. My high school Spanish teacher was Miguel Vasquez. In my senior year, he told me that I had the intelligence, the confidence, and personality that made him sure that I would make something of my life. Uh, she said, some of you are going to teach calculus. And that's insane. That sucks. <laughs> uh, she joked. The crowd laughed uh, about that particular line. Uh, but she um, uh, finished her 10-minute speech to uproarious applause and laughter. 10 minutes is a good length. And one of the final jokes in reference to student debt, she said, you will be in debt, but that's okay. I think somebody's working on that, referring to President Joe Biden, who's expected to attend separate Penn graduation event for his granddaughter, as Kathy had said in the news uh, today. She said, he'll be here Monday, so ask him about that. So she managed to do a great job speaking at Penn, which is cool. Good for her. And she's a Temple grad, uh, by the way. So, according to TMZ, John of the Majors and Harlem actress Megan Good are seeing uh, one another. Uh, the news comes as the Creed Three actor faces assault charges. A source told the outlet that the pair attended movie at the Alamo Draft House in Los Angeles. Last Alamo week. Draft House, yeah, that's pretty wild. <clears throat> um, yeah, there, it's like a movie movie, movie tavern. tavern. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what they saw. I don't have any of those details. That's so. kind of weird when you. Uh, so they just started dating. <clears throat> Right? Yeah. Yeah, so when you when you know that he's got this other stuff going on, yeah. Yeah. do you bring that up in the conversation? I don't know if so they... So what's going on? How long they've known each other yeah. at all. Uh, this was um, said here, but I think she's doing okay. On Friday, Alfonso Ribeiro uh, shared that his four-year-old daughter, Ava Sue, had emergency surgery after falling off her scooter. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, he said, not the kind of day you want the day before turning four, and captioned an Instagram photo of his bruised little girl... He said, just wanted to give a heartfelt thank you to 
uh, Care Skin MD for the emergency services and procedure to help lessen the likelihood of scarring. So proud of how brave my baby girl was during the surgery. So she, yeah, she got surgery. I don't know what that's kind, pretty though. heavy duty. Yeah, if it had been a little more more benign, he could have recorded it and possibly went a hundred thousand dollars. Maybe AMB. yeah, yeah. Would have, uh, you know, <laughs> if there was something funny about her yeah. falling off the yeah. scooter. Uh, police, re- or, no, not police. People. People who need police. Hey, police are people too, yeah. Preston. That right. Jeremy Allen White of The Bear, the the, yes. uh, the series, his wife of more than three years, Addison Tim, Timlin, filed for divorce. I, I, I like him. It, he, he reminds me so much, at least that character, the way it's portrayed as uh, Nick Elmy, that same sort of vibe. The show is great. But I, I thought, you know, they've just, I remember when they just got married, they made the announcement. Kathy, he was on Shameless, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. His lip. Uh, Lip, that was his name, that his was character's his name. name? Yeah. So uh, the pair were married in 2019. They have two daughters, hmm. uh, four-year-old Ezer and two-year-old Dolores. And the bear is, uh, they're, they're the teaser uh, commercials have started playing, so oh, it's coming really? back soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, excellent. I finally finished it, Kat. Did you go back and watch any of it, even though you watched the end? No, I really It's surely worth the journey, uh, yeah. and it really is. But uh, there was one point... During the uh, and I didn't know which episode I was on, and something happened. I was like, "Oh, this is this is the last episode. It has to be," and it wasn't. So there's a there's a lot that happens before that final episode. That's <laughs> there's worth. a ton of stuff. It, yeah. It's not like when you find out this thing in the final episode that it ruins the entire right. first season. It's a big thing. Yes. but um, you know, you would probably want to be led up to it the proper yeah. way. I just don't know why. It was as there. opposed to seeing the last <laughs> scene in Psycho first. <laughs> Uh, page six reports that uh, Lily Rose Depp, daughter of Johnny Depp oh, and I Vanessa s- Paradis. I saw her in a trailer for some new show, and holy crap, does she look great! Okay, uh, it's a show on HBO or Max or whatever the hell it's called. Um, sorry, Preston, I totally interrupted you. No, it's okay. Uh, it's confirmed that she's dating rapper 070 Shake. Oh, 070 wow. Shake. Is that how you say his name? I have no idea. Is it he or her? I don't know. Mm. I just know. What the hell's going on? It might be a shake. It might be they. I don't know. 070 shake. 070 shake. I don't know. So, you know. I can't even say dead mouse. So. (laughs) It's dead mouse five. Don't take this from me. Uh, The idol actress shared a photo of the pair kissing to her Instagram stories and wrote four months with my crush. Yeah, it's new girlfriend rapper zero. Okay. 70 shake. I dot 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 visit. Zero seven zero shake. Is that what, like his number? He was at the uh, ice cream place. All right, we got the uh, shake for seventy. That's a great name. That's a, <laughs> I'm going to switch that up. I'm not going to go shake for seventy. I'm going to go seventy shake. Go with that. But yeah. this is zero before. Do we yeah. pronounce the zero or is that a silent zero? Correct me if I'm wrong, Preston. In this picture, it looks like they're wearing golfing. Uh, Are those golf gloves, or no. maybe driving gloves, or something driving. like that. Driving, yeah. Right. Well, what, they're fingerless, so on on the left hand of whoever's mm. taking the picture. I don't know. Right. Ah, ah, hell. The hell with these two. And the right. name of the show is called The Idol, and uh, she's half naked in just the trailer, so I, I'm interested to see where this show goes. Right. She really looks like, <laughs> she looks fantastic. Having explored the darker side of corporate immorality and greed and succession, Jeremy Strong We'll delve into a more small-town version of corruption. The Emmy winner is set to star in a new Broadway production of An Enemy of the People, which is uh, Henrik Ibsen's classic story of a medical officer whose scientific findings leave him pushing 
uh, to close the spa that is his community's main source of economic life, and it does not go well. So he plays Kendall Roy on Succession, and Nick, I was watching Succession last night. I haven't missed an episode, and as I'm watching this last night, I realize... I have no clue what's happening in this show ever. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh my I'm, God, yes. I'm just like, okay, you guys are saying like sounds, and some of them are words, and some yeah. of those words actually, especially um, like you're so lost you can't get a handle on it. I, I'm like, I are don't you know. talking about the, the the corporate side of things, yeah. the, the detailed it, business now, stuff? Okay, now it's gotten into politics and. Anytime there's uh, a discussion of a business deal and they start talking in business terms, well, I, I check out. Nick, I'll tell you one of the ones, uh, the great ones of all time is trading uh, places. The uh, oh yeah, um, the, that whole uh, the uh, oranges and and uh, yeah, when they're when they game the system. Yeah. I still don't quite know Me what either. they did, and I've watched I've watched yeah. videos of explanations of right. it, and I still, still don't, don't get, get it. it. You know, there was an interesting term because I'm only on. Uh, I just started the third season because I'm I'm only watching it while I exercise, so I watch it in like thirty minute chunks. Um, is they used a term called a bear hug? Do you remember that in the yes. first season? Yeah, and so that is some kind of corporate, uh, you know. Squeeze scenario or yeah. that, that is, I guess, a common expression. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I yeah. have no idea what that means. So I would, I would not fare well <laughs> in the business world. Strong. Uh, by the way, the, the show's complete cast, design team, and theater where it will be staged will be announced at a later date. Strong returns to Broadway as Succession is hurtling towards the series finale. Uh, he began his career on the stage working in off-Broadway productions and made his Broadway debut in 2008, starring opposite Frank Langella. In a man for all seasons. Do you think they could pull Succession off on if they did it on ice? Oh, uh, yeah! Wow, Succession on ice. No. Would that Possible. add an element to it? Uh, his film works include The Big Short, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, and Armageddon Time. Uh, it's Armageddon Time. I thought he was great. There was a movie with Robert Downey Jr. called The Judge. I really enjoyed that movie with That's Robert Duvall. Fantastic yeah. film. And Jeremy Strong plays their younger brother who has some uh, mental right. Um, uh, uh, deficiencies. You know what I always? And he's think? great in it. You know what I always think about that movie, Preston. It's kind of they're in this restaurant, and they have this. There's this river next to them. Yeah. And I'm like, I want. I gotta go to that. I've looked it up. It's like the coolest view you've ever seen. It's this raging torrent yeah. of water right next to this really tranquil yeah. restaurant. Breakfast nook. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I forgot where that is. I want to say it might be in like Arkansas or somewhere like Steve. But, That's so cool. Uh, Which show are you talking about? I forget. It's the movie <laughs> The Judge with Robert Duvall and oh, Robert yeah, yeah, Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was in Ohio. Uh, uh, it might be. old douchebag. That's right. <laughs> uh, so that was from... Uh, that was Revenge of the Revenge Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. Sorry, I laughed over your, or spoke over your punchline, but I didn't know you were going for a joke. Me neither. Yeah, look at this. Kathy, look at this. So that's right outside the window at this actual restaurant. Yeah, you oh. need to see the video. The Raging River. Can you can you see wow. where, where that is? I see there's a headline, but I don't see. All right, anyway, I'm moving on. Uh, so he, Strong, will star in and executive produce Tobias Lindham's series, The Best of Us which tells the story of the first responders of 9-11. And uh. he's also set to star in an exclusive executive produce a limited series about the controversial Boeing 737 MAX planes. Yeah, they're having all sorts of issues with that for a while. Yeah, and so he's going to be involved in that. But uh, great actor, fantastic actor. Another great actor, Willem Dafoe. William Dafoe. William Dafoe. Is the latest bold-faced name to join the cast of Beetlejuice 2. Oh, he'll be perfect. 
The Warner Brothers feature began production this week with Tim Burton, who directed the original movie, and he's back in the director's chair. Jenna Ortega is the leading the cast with Michael Keaton reprising his role as the obnoxious ghost, while Winona Ryder is also back playing Ortega's mother. Catherine O'Hara is also among the returnees. While Justin Throw, <coughs> excuse me, and Monica Bellucci are among oh. the newcomers. So Willem Dafoe can can play many roles without makeup. You know, and yeah. he could he could play a screwed up character in Beetlejuice too without any makeup. Dude, there was a video, and it may have been I, I follow a couple of uh, of movie accounts on Instagram, just you know, great movies, yeah. and they they just randomly put clips up, and there was a, a clip of him in black and white. Oh, delivering this searing dialogue. The Lighthouse. Is that what that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. To um, Rob Pattinson. Yeah. Yeah. That was intense. Yeah. It you ever a, see the movie? Yes, it is a... Uh, I really enjoyed the movie, but it's not everybody's cup of tea. It's sort of quasi-horror, and it's quasi-psychological, and it's... Okay. Yeah. The dialogue was very... Um, I don't know, I don't know how to phrase it. Uh, um, I don't know. It was really involved. I couldn't follow everything he was saying. Maybe it was... Uh, uh, Taciturn. Taciturn. Uh, yes. Uh, so, well, <laughs> lugubrious. Look, yeah. <laughs> that was a. Hey, so you remember that episode of uh, Wonder Years where Wayne, lugubrious. Wayne has to learn uh, SAT words? Yeah. So he's like, try not to be so lugubrious. Uh, <laughs> it was also uh, my daughter's in this play at uh, St. Joe's Prep, and that word is very involved in. Really? Yeah. Well, it's the, the oh gosh, what's it called? Uh, the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Okay. And so lugubrious is one of the words that the kid has to spell. <laughs> uh, while plot details are being kept six feet under on this, it is understood <laughs> that Defoe is playing a law enforcement officer in the afterlife. All right. Yep. Uh, A couple other quick things. Um, According to the Hollywood Reporter, the Writers Guild of America has denied a request to air the 23 Tony Awards on CBS and Paramount Plus as the WGA strike continues. I know you guys are torn up. Uh, This this kills me. Uh, The show was originally scheduled to air on June 11th. Uh, The Tony Awards Management Committee has scheduled an emergency meeting for Monday. And then finally, Entertainment Tonight reports that Bridgerton star... Jonathan Bailey was photographed on the set of Wicked. Uh, Bailey is starring as uh, Frieo. Is that how you say the name? I, d- I don't know Wicked. I do not know the cast. Fry- F-R-I-Y-E-O. Fry- Fry- oh, all right. F- kayak. 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 I don't remember. Uh, so he is caught in a love triangle between Glinda and uh, Elphaba. 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 Uh, played uh, by Ariana Grande and Cynthia Arrivo. So, are you excited for this case? Are you are you a fan of this? Um, I am. Show? Yeah, and I um. So, I saw it here in Philadelphia, and I my alphabet was um, Jessica Vosk, who ended up becoming the alphabet on Broadway. She was so super talented, and yeah, I, I absolutely. I'd loved like to it. see this. I'm I'm intrigued with the story, and I've never gotten around to. I don't know any of the music. I just know it's the it's the pre story to the to right. Yeah. The Wicked Witch of the West, bro. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. and who was her sister? I watched that again yesterday. If you've never seen it, it's been around forever now. But uh-huh. these two guys having a screaming argument about whether or not the Wicked Witch of the West is a prince or the uh, the, the good witch of the... It was her sister, bro. Oh, my God. And his hair, I, I constantly uh-huh. just watch his hair flop up and down yeah, while he's, he's freaking out. He, he's, yeah, he's yeah. violently shaking his head. Grow up, Doug. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> Grow up. 
Uh, Fierro, I guess, uh, or however you pronounce it, is uh, becomes the Scarecrow oh. in Wicked. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, by the way, um, it's been confirmed that uh, Lily Rose Depp's significant other now, his name is pronounced 070 Shake. 070 Shake. There you go. So we've but got the, the definitive word on doesn't that. The scare, isn't the Scarecrow like one of Dorothy's like cousins or brothers or uncles or some crap? You, yeah, she dreams. Okay. Uh, it's a dream she has. And yeah. yes, when she wakes up, she realizes that all of her yeah. family or relatives were the characters. It's just you losers. So, <laughs> all right, we're ready to play the clips. All right, you got to play them from over here, Preston. Um, over where? Over here. In you hit stack. it, okay? Okay. Uh, Serena Williams, Eva Longoria, and Natalie Portman have broken barriers by creating the national women's soccer team, Angel City. And in this clip, owner Natalie Portman talks about gaining support for the team. Here we go. There were certain people who surprised me in the most beautiful way of just, like, being like, I'm in. You know, like, Eva Longoria was like, I'm in. What do you need? I want to be there. She's just, like, a boss. I would say more on the side of, like, institutional people. Like, when you... They were really, really... um, Hesitant and reluctant. Yeah. Angel City is available on HBO tomorrow, by the way. Here's our next clip. Greece, Rise of the Pink Ladies. Tells the story of the girl gang that everyone wanted to be a part of. And here's star Arya Notartomasso. Notartomasso. uh, Talks about how she compares to her character. Here we go. Cynthia is a little bit more reserved. Like she, she really has a hard time, I think, expressing her feelings. Probably because she spends so much time with with uh, the T Birds and like a lot of of boys who who have sort of been stifled in that way. Um, and I'm the opposite. I you could like something. I could like stub my toe, and I'm like crying, and it's just like a part of who I am. <laughs> Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies is airing now on Paramount Plus. By the way. Did you say that was canceled the other day? Uh, I thought thought it was. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was the word. But you know, things come back. Like uh, what happened with uh, what was it? SWAT. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they demanded it. two days later. Brought it back. Back on. Fickle they are. All right, and there you go. That's As what Fiona would say. Have in the uh, entertainment news for you this morning. All right, so a couple things. Uh, Kreischer is going to be on yes. the program this morning. Bert Kreischer will be joining us around nine twenty, and we're looking forward to talking to him. And we made the announcement. Uh, that we have re-engaged the President Steve Cool's teacher contest. We'll begin that on Wednesday morning. Uh, each morning around 6.15, we're going to draw a different high school. And then students from that school have 24 hours to vote for their coolest teacher of the year. And we'll tell you how to do it. It's easy. We'll send you, you send in the word teacher to a special text number, and we'll send you a link and all that stuff. The teacher voted the coolest will be announced the next morning. Wins the official Preston Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug and a $50 five below gift card. Nice. We'll start that on Wednesday, and we're looking forward to doing that again. Let us take a break so we can move our morning forward on this Monday. We will return shortly, so hang out with us. Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Couple things over the weekend. Uh, Obviously, you had mentioned the Taylor Swift thing, and now she uh, had kind of berated a security guard. That made all the the social media posts this weekend. That was one of the big things. Yeah. Uh, So obviously, it was a it was a huge three night event at at the link. Watching the news coverage of it and the people 
And we knew this was going to happen, but I didn't realize how insanely populated it would be outside the link who did not have tickets. Yeah. Who were just hanging out there, listening to the residual reflecting noise and singing along and having a massive sub-concert of their own. Yeah. It was incredible. That was crazy. And I was wondering, I wanted to ask, does that happen like that, that amount of people for any other show? No. No. I mean, it was it was a whole other party on the outskirts of the link. So you could have filled a large venue with that flow. With, well, with here, the here. overflow. Hey, I got details for you. Marissa found this information. They they had They had prepared for this. And the east side of the field turned into an auxiliary standing room only space for people without a ticket. Tens of thousands. Tens My of thousands of people gathered just to listen to the show away from the stage. People without tickets. Tens of thousands. Can you hear with any decent level? I don't know. Yeah. I've never been outside of the venue for a show. Marissa. I mean, they were all singing along. And- yeah. Yeah, I saw a post from somebody who said, um, I work at Xfinity Live. We sit at Xfinity Live and can hear every concert perfectly, so come and hang out. And so I think that's what happened. I mean, you're right outside the stadium. You guys know how sound travels. It just kind of goes up and out, and so it was just going out through those little cut cutouts in the stadium, and people were just hanging out. Yeah, you get some, I mean, it's not going to be optimum yeah, audio. No. It's going to yeah, bounce yeah. around, and, and it's going to, you know, it's not going to be nice and crystal clear. In fact, I had friends who were all the way to, like, 12th and Mifflin that said that they could hear it. They were sitting on their rooftops, and they could hear it crystal clear. Wow. You know what, though? What yeah. an, like, that's such a nice atmosphere, though. You know, they, they couldn't get in. There were so many people who couldn't get tickets. There were people that were scammed out of tickets. Kids, yeah, uh, you know, had to disappoint their kids by telling them we weren't going. But you know, listen, I know you're not seeing her, but to be out there with that whole group of people, like that's cool. Again, never saw anything like. Well, the closest is would be Keenan's our live broadcast, yeah, 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 yeah. definitely, which is rapidly approaching, yeah. less than two weeks away now. But I mean, I, I, I think it's great for especially the younger fans yeah. to if they if their parents couldn't afford to you know take out a second mortgage and <laughs> yeah uh, and buy the tickets for this event that they were at least there for part of the whole thing. Now, if you were a full-on grown adult down there, I don't know. That's a little much, I think. Officer. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but whatever. If you're, if you're a massive diehard fan, then I guess you, the, you do the best you can, and that was, uh, that was good enough. So they could gain access to that area? Was there any charge they would incur for just going into the park? I don't think so. Well, I, no that's ticket. cool. I'm glad they did that. Yeah. So, and apparently, any word that the gathering would be shut down for Saturday and Sunday night show was just a rumor, and the outside crowd grew each night. So I actually had friends that took their kids down, and so some of them went inside. They had tickets, and, you know, people were taking video, posting yeah, yeah. social media, all of that. So then they sent some of, the, like, the cool parts, the videos, to the people that uh, took their kids the next night just outside. And they were like, hey, when this song plays, play this video so they can see what's happening. Like, they were sending videos so they could oh, watch geez. it while they were wa- they were listening. Hang on a second here. <laughs> Becky was one of the people that was uh, in the ticketless area. Hi, Becky. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Hey, good. What's up, Becky? Uh, so I was not one of the lucky parents to get a ticket for my daughter. So a mom and another mom and I grabbed four kids last night and headed over, stood outside, and you could hear everything perfectly. She really? Great. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so my question is: Will you? You know, sometimes it might be too uh, too much echo. You're saying you heard it perfectly clearly. Oh yes. Um, when we stood where all the people were, it was a little bit harder. So we walked around, I forget which street it was, where it was more, there's not as many people, and you could hear it perfectly. The girls were 
singing and dancing and having a good old time. Uh, so, Becky, could you uh, could you give a an estimate to the crowd uh, size where you were on the other side? Um, we probably I would say a good a, a good thousand people. <laughs> um, we were scattered. There's people sitting on like. Um, the fences, there's people sitting in the streets. The cops did have, like, barricades that you could sit up against. So it was very organized and, and everything. But, yeah, I mean, it wasn't being inside, but the gr- four girls that I took were excited. And we were actually also able to get merchandise from her merchandise truck. Ah, okay. Line. There you go. Yeah, we only stood in line for about an hour, <laughs> and they were all able to get stuff for her from the merch truck. So they were happy about that, too. Oh, well, that's cool that you did and, that. And listen, the fact that there were so many other people there had to make the girls happy with. They felt like they were there for a, a, really a part of something. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep, and that's what I said to them. I said, sometimes you don't get what you want, but you make the best of it. And that's no. Really great. great time. Yeah, great lesson. Good for you. It's cool. Hey, right. how, how come my parking was Thanks. free for uh, people who just wanted to go tailgate, but wasn't free for people who went to the show? I, no, I no, no. Parking the, was free for everyone? No, parking. the parking, your car wasn't free. It was $35. Oh, I thought you said if you wanted to go tailgate, you didn't have to pay for parking. Uh, so no, 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 no. The, Nobody like the standing area that they had where you could go and listen, you didn't have to. You didn't have yeah, to pay you, there. Yeah, if you didn't have a ticket and you just wanted to walk over there yeah. and be a part of it, yeah, that didn't cost anything. All right, uh, somebody texted in that parking was free. No, that, well, that I can't I, believe that. I haven't seen anything about that. Okay. So somebody um, else also texted in that uh, a dude posted a shot from inside the men's bathroom, and he was the only one. In there. <laughs> <laughs> I love seventy thousand yeah. people there. By the way. um... Blake Lively was there. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Yes. Well, she's the best of you now. On Friday night, yes. In fact, uh, she, Taylor, told the crowd that she had named uh, the characters in the song Betty after real people in her life. She said, who I love more than anything, and their names are uh, James, Inez, and Betty. And then she took looked into the crown and mouthed, hi, James, and hi, Inez. And they are the oldest daughters of uh, Blake Lively. And Ryan Reynolds, and uh, they were there with their mom in a VIP tent. That's that's a group to hang out with. Ryan Reynolds, Taylor mm-hmm. Swift, Blake Lively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rob McElhenney then as well. Yep. Uh, the hell? By the way... The, we know Gary Lauer. Uh, the gal who <laughs> was uh, having the issue with the uh, security... Right. Yeah. Uh, her name, where did I have that name? I had it right here. I had the story right here. It is there. Kelly Inglis. Yeah, I had it. Yeah. And uh, so she was right uh, She was right up front. Did you have it as well, Kathy? The, no. Y- yeah. I'll see if I can Kelly find Inglis the name. And, and she uh, was apparently a mom, right? And she was right up front against a railing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know exactly what was going on, but we, we actually have an audio clip for her. Can we play the audio clip? Yeah, wait. Give yeah. me two, five seconds. We're having a technical issue. Yeah. Well, you're well, you getting those. Apparently, Jennifer Lawrence was there last night, and then Murr from Impractical Jokers ah! was there on Friday night. Well, how about that? Yeah. All right. There's a lot of celebrities coming into town for that. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, uh, Tay Tay. Uh, had uh, mentioned uh, apparently there was a an, an Eagles T-shirt. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not controversy, but nobody understood if it was a, if if it was a uh, Philadelphia Eagles shirt or not. Yeah, or if it was the, the band, band the Eagles. Yeah. So she had said, um, uh, "I love the band the Eagles, but guys, like, come on, <laughs> like, I'm from Philly. Of course, it's the team. There you go. So I'm sure the crowd oh, went crazy. Clear it up. Yeah. All right." And then this is uh, this is the gal uh, Kelly Inglis on being harassed by the guard. Yeah. All right. Here she talks about the incident. Okay, I was the girl 
from the, that, that Taylor talked to last night. Basically, the guard had been, like, harassing our group all night just to, like, he just kept telling us not to touch the rail. And, like, every time we did anything, he was, like, on top of us. We're dancing. We're having fun. And he didn't like it. And Taylor noticed that I was having fun and that he didn't like it. And she didn't like it. All right, and then uh, the guard was actually removed. Removed, yeah. Here we go. And then he basically, like, got escorted out, and then they offered us free tickets for tonight. It wasn't this big, crazy thing. It was, like, just a bunch of girls having a good time, and he he didn't want us to have fun. It's right. wild that she, Taylor Swift, was able to see them, A, because that she, she's, she did have to have an extraordinarily good seats, I would think, but that she'd be able to pick them out, but... In a case like that, we have all those guards. I've been to, we've been, all been to shows where some, the guards get a little uh, maybe overzealous. But then on, on in their defense, a lot of times, they, they have to deal with a lot of crap. Right. Uh, so, you know, I don't know where you find the happy medium, but they actually removed that guard. Yeah. Uh, other guards removed that guard. Yeah. So, and that that's uh, kind of the viral moment from yes. the weekend. Oh, it made, made national news, you the know. The video is all over the place. So, <laughs> Another texter said Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman were there last what? night. Wow. Yeah, the VIP tent. So, yeah. Son of a bitch. A lot of VIPs. All in, in town. You'd think they would give us a call. Not yeah. one. Not mm-hmm. one. Oh. Mm-hmm. Where was Hasselhoff? <laughs> Still, once Still, again. son of a bitch. Yeah. Noticeably absent. But nothing else happened over the weekend, right? Uh, that's it. Well, the six is nice. <laughs> oh, okay. We're we're in denial. We're going no to one wants to hear it. I mean, listen, Casey. Uh, I, I mean, did you watch it outside? I watched. Yeah, of course I did. Um, because it was beautiful out, and I wanted to be outside and, and hang outside and and uh, just be in the nature and stuff like that. <laughs> be in the nature. All right. I going into yesterday's game had uh, zero hopes of us winning, and um, but I thought maybe there'd be a little bit of fight. Man, did they just roll over and show their belly? Like, it was the absolute yeah. opposite, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I happened. I, I went into a primo to get my, my sandwich, and it was on in there. Yeah, you would have thought there was like a, like a, a Teamsters rally going on. It was going um, nuts. They were so furious. And, and like I was um, I, the Sunday before, I was kind of losing my my uh, temper, and and I wasn't really proud of like who I had become during the game. So I really tried to like tamp that down and meter it. And and I was so I was cool yesterday. I did end up turning the game off in the middle of the where with like two minutes left in the third quarter because I was like, okay, this game's over, and this team does not uh, uh, command any more of my time. I'm done. And so, I, but like it was really hard for me to <sighs> like. Here's the deal. Um, like I really wanted to just like have outbursts and and attack anything and everybody right. uh, the, uh, you know in, out. in the team and the organization and whatever. But like the reality is like whatever was happening on that court in Boston yesterday, I couldn't do any of that stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. like I need to give all those players and you know a little bit more credit than uh, you know than anybody else is really giving them. You know you're getting blown out in a in a game seven, a deciding game seven. But regardless, like those are all they made it to game seven. Yeah, they made yeah. it to game seven. They're playing against the best team in basketball, right? The Boston Celtics are going to win the championship, and if they don't, like I'll be really really surprised. But uh, yeah, it was it was really really difficult for me to like. Uh, compartmentalize. Compartmentalize, but I was able. to I have do lovely it. children and a wife who loves me. <laughs> well, yeah. and my mother just made me banana bread. It was a nice day. I want to die. <laughs> but it's it's whatever that team that we saw on the court yesterday. It made me sad. I wasn't even mad. I was sad because the team that we saw on that court yesterday is there's that's not gonna. I don't think we're gonna have the same coach. I, I, I don't think you've been I, saying that. Yeah, I think maybe 
one, maybe two of those players in the starting five we're going to see on the team next year. They say the only person that will be around will be Matt Cord. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It made me sad. It made me sad and then angry at a few other people. They tied it up uh, early in the third. It was at 55-55, and then uh, the Celtics went on some ridiculous run. And the third quarter was the most deflating quarter of basketball I can ever remember. Um, and my son uh, was is and was really depressed yesterday. It, we had a chance to win the game on home court in game six. So I, I was chatting with Ben about it last night. Did you, did you, did you, well, do you give the good, you know, good dad speech about the wins and losses at that he time? He gave me a good speech. Oh, did he? Yeah, and that's, uh, so that's, um, it was nice to hear from Ben that uh, he was over being angry early on. And what he, the question that he posed to me was, uh, because four or five years ago, the Sixers lost on that um, buzzer beater by Kawhi Leonard oh. in, in game seven against the, the Toronto um, Raptors. And so Ben was like, I'd rather have last night's loss than a buzzer beater that stabs you in the heart. And I was like, you know what, man? Yeah, and by the end of the third quarter, we knew last night that this was over, that the Celtics were the better team, that their stars showed up and ours didn't. Uh, You know, Jason Tatum scored more points in a Game 7 than any other player in NBA history. And uh, they deserved to win last night. The Sixers did not deserve to win that series. So I'll take a blowout loss in Game 7 over a buzzer beater that stabs you in the heart. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm just going to add this because Brian Colangelo completely ruined this team. So I'm going to say this. Just throw that out there. I'm just going to throw this out there. Just as an aside. Yeah, it's just, he's no longer with the organization. Yeah. Should have never been with the organization. And he completely ruined this team uh, and and our chances for a, a decent future. And uh, and so that guy, for what we saw witness last night and or yesterday and the year before and the year before that, uh, that is all Brian Colangelo's fault. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know it's funny though you talk about this and, and, and this is experiencing disappointment you know uh, and and life lessons that you learn early. I I learned early in my life I would not take sports disappointment well, and that, I think that in part informed my decision to not be as invested in it. Down the road, because you know there was, uh, I, I it was it would just it would crush me, and I'm like I there was a brief period where I was like really right caught up in it, right, and then I said I can't I I just can't physically take this. Preston, could you imagine tuning into Ted Lasso every week, not knowing <laughs> if it was going to make your week awesome or make your week great or, or uh, terrible, <laughs> and that's essentially what it is, and so. Nothing. Something that you love, but yes. you don't know if, if you're going to be feeling happy or sad. Like with Ted Lasso, you know you're going to get something yeah. good out of it. First. So so nothing against the Phillies, right? Uh, because I love the organization, but I'm tapping out from sports until uh, training camp for the Eagles in July. Like, I'm done. Why? Because it's just, it's not worth my um, my okay. mental state. Okay. Yeah. You realize that, that this is not good for you. This is not... Uh, Mental health superfood. The guy that I became last Sunday, Mm. that my wife yelled at in the kitchen, rightfully so. You're scaring the children. Is not a person I want to be. Leave. It's it's a wonderful life. Yeah. All right. That's that's big of you. Yeah. Now, what if they all of a sudden start, uh, they go on a tear and they start winning like crazy? the Phillies? Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. I'll, I'll see you in September. But like, okay. I am. Uh, All, right. All right. It's just not. Uh, it's not worth my. It's not worth my mental condition. Speaking of the Phillies, uh, the lap dancing fan has been identified. <laughs> Is she a dancer? Uh, we don't know for sure. Uh, Marissa sent She's me this article. No, no she, she was, was a dancer. It was an article written by Joe Kinsey, and uh, the woman's name is uh, Adrienne Fabi, and apparently. Uh, she was not uh, 
gyrating on a guy or a stranger. It was her bestie, her best friend. Uh-huh. Who she it was like giving it was a guy. A little lap dance. Well, the person's wearing like a bucket hat and you never see him. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, I guess I look, just assume. We're looking at it right now. No, it was a, it was a girl. Huh. In fact, that girl goes by uh, Instagram as Little Baby Scorpio. Little Baby Scorpio. That's the one that was receiving the dance. Um, and so apparently she, 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 said, she said she was drunk on her Instagram story, uh, and she had posted that video, all the moms hate me here. So I guess she posted her own video of that. I guess so, right? She wrote, she wrote on Instagram story. So, um, she said everyone following me because of that video who thinks I was just seducing a man. She wrote, put a laughing emoji and she said, no, just my bestie. Um, so they were having a little bit of fun. Do you dance like that for your friends, Kathy? <laughs> At the Phil's game. <laughs> yeah, that's imagine. a, um, you know, I don't, I have no idea if this girl's an exotic dancer or not, but she, she looks like she could be. Yeah. Without question, stunning, very, very beautiful, amazing body and. You Definitely could, not afraid to show it. It's amazing how sometimes these moments are caught at these events. There was um, the the girl at the Flyers game that caught a whole bunch of attention the one time, and then at the World Cup there was this uh, this uh, yeah this model who was um, you know just appeared all uh, her earning potential skyrocketed. I remember reading an article about her that she was kind of just getting by, and then after that just took off. So yeah, there've been a couple of uh, of moments where girls have been highlighted at a sports. Right uh, event, and and they just do a zoom in, and all of a sudden it's like, who is that girl? It happened to and Pamela then, Anderson, and then uh, yeah, yeah, going way back, Pamela Anderson was at a, a Canadian football game, yeah. mm-hmm. and just by happenstance, the camera locked on her because they're looking for stuff to please the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then somebody from Playboy happened to be there and offered her a, a deal. Yeah, I just realized that something. never happens to me. I just realized something. What? We're in the city beat. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, this is all stuff going on here. We've made a terrible mistake. Yeah. Living on the city beat, not acknowledging it. Uh, because I apologize with all my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of other uh, Philly-centric things, or at least uh, Delaware Valley-centric things, uh, that are worth mentioning, if you guys don't. Yeah, please. Yes. So, here's an update on um, some of the uh, things we've been come to known as. No. <laughs> Service areas on the Garden State Parkway. Okay. So uh, some of the uh, 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 you know just improv that you have been known to, uh, become to known as. You got your Thomas Edison, your Molly Pitcher, your ah, your Connie Chung, your Connie Chung. Now Connie Chung is yeah. coming. Yeah, no, she's not coming. Uh, <laughs> She's How do you know? Him. She's breathing in. Yeah, Maury's oh on top God. of her. No, so uh, there's going to be a long distance between stops heading for the shore Memorial Day weekend as two Garden State Parkway service areas will stay closed until summer. The southbound Connie Chung service area. I didn't know the, the didn't place where you could either. service Connie Chung. I didn't know this either. Formerly known as Brookdale South and the old Val Hall, is it Box Hall service area? Vauxhall. Now known as... The Whitney Houston service what? area All right. on the northbound side closed in spring 2022 for a complete remodeling. Why do Whitney Houston and Connie Chung get these uh, designations? Are they from New Jersey? Connie's yeah. not. Okay. They uh, both that's... slept with Maury Povich. Connie's from Washington, <laughs> D.C. I didn't do the research on this, Nick. I'm not really sure. She must have done something significant in New Jersey. Uh, yeah, Whitney was born in Jersey, so I get that one. I don't get the Connie Chung thing. There's a Bon Jovi service area, too. Of course. Is there? Yeah. Yeah, there needs to be. There's got to be a Springsteen somewhere, right? No. What? Has he demurred from that? Maybe. What? Maybe he doesn't, because right. you have to approve it. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so, by the way, listen to this. Uh, the Connie Chung service area, when it's finally open, will include a Chick-fil-A, Burger King, and Starbucks. And at the Whitney Houston, a Shake Shack. Wow. Whoa. Popeyes <laughs> and Duncan will be open there. That's great. Those are good ones. Yeah, well, <laughs> there are some that have, like, Roy Rogers. I know. I'm like, why? I'm Nobody not, even goes I'm Roy Rogers. I'm not Ro- angry with Roy Rogers. I'm okay with Roy Rogers. Yeah, yeah but I, over, over Shake Shack? Yeah. yeah. Not even close. I mean, okay, you're okay with... When was the last time you went to a Roy Rogers, though? The years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But right. when, you go to, when you go... When I pull into the rest stop, I'm not grabbing a meal. I'm grabbing, like, a, like a quick snack. I'll right. grab, you know, so that's my deal. And but Chick-fil-A, I, too, man. That's, you yeah. Know. I wonder what the lines will be like at that one. Right. At Whitney yeah. Houston? Yeah. We're talking about Whitney Houston here, right? She's, yeah, she's got the Shake Shack. And both areas will have new convenience stores, too. I love I love rest stops. I, I don't know what it is about them. I, oh it's, God, it, I, th- I just think of them as so dirty. Yeah. I don't like them either. <laughs> no, I just and think it's there's like, something appealing about it. They're all st- like people stopping. Where are you going? Where are you going? Does it I remind will... you of, of taking trips with your family? Yeah, when you're younger and stuff? yeah, okay. yeah. That's probably yeah. a lot. The, bit of it. I will say the only one that I am really okay with, although it, the whole dirty thing is just that's just in my mind about all rest stops. But Frank S. Farley because it just yep. means you're close. You're yeah, almost there. You're getting there. Well, yeah. and, that, and that's a lot of it too, Kathy. So I'd go up and down the turnpike when I was working between New York and here, and I had my favorite rest stops to stop at. And it was like, oh, I'm well on my way. <laughs> Kath, have you ever stopped at, at Frank S. Farley? Have you ever gone to the little farmer's market? Uh, yeah. Okay. I have. I you have. have? Yeah, there's even a little park over there. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah, there's a small what? little walking trail park uh, back oh. off to the side of it. And yeah, the farmer's market. I bought some stuff there. I don't I think I've ever purchased anything, but I did, like, do a quick little walk for it. When you're almost to the New York border, uh, heading north on the um, Garden State Parkway, there's a James Gandolfini service area. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. It needs to be an Owen Wesley. He's on the Soprano. Jesus. Is there a Marley and Me Wester? Oh, my um, all right. So anyhow, they're gonna they're, they're gonna close uh, Connie Chung and Whitney Houston. And wait, uh, why are they closing close this up? I don't know why. Doesn't well, because they're gonna sure. give it a facelift. They're gonna put new. Oh, things they're putting in there. And... Okay. Yeah. I guess that's part of it. All new right. Entrance with the. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, listen. I, how many rest stops? Do you, uh, I don't mean to jump in here at the end of the thing, Preston, but how many rest stops along that uh, the Garden State Parkway? Garden State Parkway in total. I don't know. Right. Well, there's. I never really stop them on, I, on, on the garden. I, I think they need to add one or two. There's I, one between Atlantic City and Cape May, and it doesn't even have like a. Oh yeah, it's just a Sunoco and um, like a mini mart. Yeah, go and to kind hell. of a pullover area yeah. and, and rest if you need to. By the way, speaking of Cape May, uh, there was the name of the Ocean View service area in Cape May County was originally scheduled to be named after author Tony Morrison. Wow. A longtime Princeton professor, uh, and he she, he said no. She. She. She? It's yeah. not oh, so... Tony. Okay, she said no. <clears throat> it's not so far to Steve Morrison. No. If, no. You, if you got the plaque half done. Sure. You could right? just throw that on there. I didn't realize that she taught at Princeton. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with uh, her works? I was not. I mean, I've, I'm not familiar with the name. Uh, only the name. My okay. uh, my ex was a English uh, major. major speaker. <laughs> she did speak good English. <laughs> All right. Well, for whatever reason, she uh, her, she had, uh, does not want it to be. Right, so, or the family doesn't want her to be. Yeah, she's dead. Maybe. She yeah. dead. Uh, she didn't. Uh, Maya Angelou was a cage bird. Yes, I know okay. where the cage bird sings. Okay. She did. Uh, Tony Morrison did Beloved. 
And yes. Oh, okay. which uh, Oprah, Oprah was a big uh, Toni Morrison fan. Yeah. Okay. And she, uh, Toni Morrison's most acclaimed work was Rest Stop. Rest yeah. Stop. <laughs> All right. So, uh, speaking of convenience stores, as I mentioned in that story, Wawa is expanding into Kentucky, Indiana, and Ohio. So, how does this hit you as wow. a former Kentuckian? Wow, 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 wow. Uh, I'm happy for the people of Kentucky. Yes. That they are going, that they're getting the wawa. That they are going to get the wawa. Do you ever feel a little bit, um, I don't know, uh, like someone Like has it's br- ours and they're taking right. it from us a Somebody little bit? Somebody has brought another state into the bed. I know what you mean. Um, no. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, no. I, no. I want people to know the joy of you're, wawa. You're, and I'm happy for the yeah. company itself. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's I, a good thing. Oh, very much yeah. so. But I don't want Wawa to get too distracted as to what makes them so great. You know Everything what I mean? here, yeah. yeah and I stay think, on target. Stay on target. <laughs> stay on target. Because there are stay other... Stay on target. There are other um, chains out there that, um, as they have gotten more and more popular and have opened more and more locations, I feel like the quality has gone down. Yep. That has not been the case with Wawa lately. And Preston, they have an amazing... Cuban sandwich at Wawa. No kidding. Yes. I will have to try. I think it's I a Cuban week- panini. I think I saw over the weekend that Wawa's also uh, just announced oh. an expansion into North Carolina. Um, uh, yeah, it's possible. I, I know that I saw it over the weekend. I don't know if there's any, any legitimacy. Let me tell you, if you're driving across multiple states and you have a place that's sort of pre-vetted, you know Wawa, you know the quality's going to be. Yeah. In, that, that, I, I yeah. like that idea. Groundbreaking. Uh, first store in North Carolina today. This is on Wawa's oh. uh, Twitter account. Can't wait to serve Kill Devil Hills community oh. in spring 2024. Okay. By the way, Casey, I just remembered I have had their um, Cuban panini, and it's really, really good. It is. Now. They get the job done. There's another thing. So we have a friend named Lori Bruce who is, uh, you know, yes. one of the higher-ups over at Wawa. Lori, I need you to call me because my buddy Chuck has a great idea for Wawa into the future, and he just wants a little piece. That's it. He you just know? wants a little piece. He, he's going to give you the idea, which I think is a brilliant, great idea. And, a future uh, Wawa. Uh, yes. and um, would, would it provide charging stations for space vehicles? I will. I cannot uh, confirm nor okay. deny All right. your question. Okay. But it is, I'm telling you, when Chuck told me this, I was like, it's actually a pretty good idea. This is All a right. location or a It's just, a, it is a... A thought. A thought. Gotcha. It is a thought. <laughs> Be right. more good. Right? Don't be bad. Be, be more, good. Be more good. No, no, no. Don't be good. Be more good. Be more good than good. Yeah. Be less bad. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll good. bring that up in our next yeah, <laughs> stockholders meeting. Somebody write that down. Uh, so, yes, the uh, the convenience store chain announced plans to move into new markets and bring its unique offer and experience to more communities. Uh, by the way, interesting bit of history. Of TID? About oh. Wawa. Yeah. This is a bit of TID for you. Okay. So. Wawa Incorporated began in 1803. Do you guys know what their initial uh, industry was? So Wawa began in 1803. Yeah. I'm going to guess, but you seem surprised, so it wouldn't be linear, but the thing that comes to mind is dairy farming. Dairy, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. No, they began as an iron foundry Hmm. in New Jersey. Iron foundry. Iron, yes. Do you you sell iron? Wawa... Began in New Jersey? Yeah. So uh-huh. here's the deal with that. So by the end of the 19th century, owner George Wood. Yes. Who eventually begat Dick Wood. Right. Remember, there was a Dick Wood. And then Hard Vaney. Uh, took an interest in dairy farming, and the family began a small processing plant in Wawa, PA, in 1902. There you I didn't even know there was a Wawa, so PA. nearly 100 years after the iron foundry, That's they started amazing. to get into the dairy world. Wow. I did not know that. The milk business was a huge success. 
Uh, but as home delivery of milk declined in the early 1960s, Graham Wood, George's grandson, opened the first Wawa food market in 1964 in Pennsylvania as an outlet for On dairy products. McDade Boulevard and Folsom. Number right. one, right? Mm-hmm. So the family's success began in Iron, and then they moved to the town of Wawa, and then the dairy of Wawa. Yeah, but it says, uh, yeah, so I don't know what its name was, uh, Nick. It says Wawa Incorporated began in 1803 as an iron foundry in New Jersey. So I don't know if... First name was Uncle Flappy Sludge Hut. I don't know what? if they had the name Wawa from the beginning or not, and then they moved to that area in Pennsylvania and named it Wawa, I do not know. I am amazed. I, I, I know that I should not be this stunned or uh, find this uh, this fascinating, but I do, that there is a, a town called Wawa. Yeah. Wait, you didn't know that already? We've I talked about know. this a hundred times. I know, I Have did we? not know that. Yeah. I blocked it out because apparently I was traumatized by something. The dairy farm. <laughs> I mean, my parents used to live in Wawa. They were on, on like uh, some of the, the Wood family uh, estate, and the, it was like their first place, a little tiny little apartment out of college. But it was right near, you, they could walk to the dairy uh, building, and that's been around, what, Preston, since 1903? Is that what you said? Yeah, 1903. Okay. Or 1902. Yeah. Which is a year earlier. That is a year earlier. Hmm. Uh, so I guess it was 99 years uh, after the uh, foundry. And the bitch ain't one. Was founded. Could you say the foundry was founded? The foundry was founded. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mark wants to chime in about Wawa. Hey, Mark, morning. Morning, guys. Morning. What's up, buddy? Uh, I didn't know if you guys noticed this, but something new. Literally in Fairless Hills, PA, you get off the exit there and you drive up the road about a half a mile. There's a uh, Wawa drive-thru. What? Yeah. Yeah, there's one in uh, New Jersey as well. Yeah, we reported when they opened that yep. one in Fairless Hills. Did we? A Wawa drive-thru. Okay. Yeah, yes, actually, that's right. Uh, do they have outside seating as well there, Mark? <laughs> Yeah, so the funny part about it is they they literally have a full-blown Wawa with a gas station, and next to it is a Starbucks-sized Wawa drive-thru. And mm. it's, it's, it's kind of mind-blowing, but it's actually uh, mm. very, very efficient. They have the full menu available full at menu. that drive-thru? Okay. Yeah. Mark, where yeah. is it on South Olds Boulevard? Is that where it is? Uh, I Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Tucked away yes. in that little uh, in that little uh, shopping plaza area. Okay. Little area there. I'm okay. a fan of the drive-through. Yeah. But I like. I actually. Thanks, Mark. With Wawa, I like going in and seeing my friends. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, just as a guy who has been uh, come to known as no as a uh, Swiss Farms guy. Yeah. Um. You know, Swiss Farms was a is a Delco staple. Uh, they tried it in other uh, surrounding areas. I believe they tried it in New Jersey, and it just didn't work. They were crushed. But as somebody with three little kids, yeah. You know, having a drive-through convenience store was oh my god, it was so important because getting three kids in and out of their car seats and all that just to get yeah if you just had to run in for a minute a gallon of milk or whatever yeah yeah it's Uh, a pain in the ass isn't the thing to do is you let them stay in the car and play with the steering wheel yes yeah yeah hey don't touch these little pedals down here (laughs) you know what this is completely off topic but you know what i used to love uh, being able to do what you can't do on cars i was thinking about this the other day but you can't do it anymore uh before push buttons and uh you know screens and so on in your vehicle is when your friend would get out of their own car and you would do things like turn the blinker on, crank the radio up <laughs> oh, to yeah. 10, yeah, that was great. turn the heat all the way on, <laughs> yep. and then when they would start the car, everything would come on at the same time. Turn the, turn the windshield wiper yeah. on. Everything. You just don't do that stuff. It was the greatest. I don't think not quite the same because once they turn it off, 
it disengages that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, but my like, and I have a like a newer car. My windshield wipers, it's it's a knob. Like you could turn the. What about the, the stereo? That was the, the stereo. You could part. turn all the way up. You could really? Yeah, mine yeah. comes up at like a, at, a, at a moderate level. Well, mine mine is once uh, once it's off, you can turn the knob all you want. It won't do anything. Right, when, right, you, when yeah. you start it, it goes back to where you initially oh. turned it. You know what no, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But you used to be able to turn it all the way up, <laughs> flip on the the. the everything, and then when they would start it, it would all engage. I missed that. I missed that. What I'd love to do now, though, is, Preston, is that you, you lock the steering wheel, you have the accelerator kick in at full speed, and ah, make the doors lock. That's good. And then it's just hilarious. That is the look on their face. <laughs> I do like to, when um, you're in the middle of summer, turning the heated seats on for the uh, the other person. That's fun, <laughs> that's too. That's funny. Right. That's fun, too. You Little really jokes you can play on people you don't like. All right, listen, it is uh, about 7.55, so we got, uh-huh. I, I have other things from uh, City Beat, but we don't have time you to know get it's to them. No, City Beat. Now it's too late. All right, so anyhow, thank you for uh, tuning in to what's going on in our world in Philadelphia. Um, we do need to take a break because we got some bizarre file stories to share with you. And remember, we made an announcement. President Steve's coolest teacher is going to start on it's Wednesday happening. morning. Uh, if you need the details, we'll get to them in a little bit. We'll break in a moment. Stay with us. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Listen up. Some amazing news from our friends at Window Nation. You can modernize and reinvest in your home today with new windows from Window Nation with their best deal. It's 0% interest for five full years. Plus, get two windows free with every two you buy. It's a double deal. You'll get more comfort, lower energy bills, higher home value, and jealous neighbors. All with impeccable construction and expert installation. Call today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's All righty. We're going to get the B-Files brought to you by Protein Collision, your certified collision repair center. If you get into an accident, Protein Collision is there for you and all your auto body repair needs. Uh, let's begin with this. Police in Louisiana are investigating a suspicious death after a body was found in an Arby's freezer oh. on Thursday morning. And they've got the beef. The victims who uh, the victim whose identity has not been released was an employee of the restaurant. Oh man! Uh, an employee discovered the body of a female deceased inside the cooler. Foul play is not suspected, and so far the death appears to be an accident. Those things, they don't have them that they lock. 
I don't think so. I mean, where you, where you get have caught that. inside there? I yeah, know. So you, what happened? You see those in in movies? Yeah. Where, where they lock people in the in the walk-ins, and now it has happened before. Right, but I think since over time they've sort of moved those out. That style of door lock, you would have to have some sort of emergency way to get out of a freezer. Yeah. So I, I don't really know, but an autopsy will be performed to determine the woman's cause of death. So uh, uh, pretty that wild. Sucks. All right, here's a story out of Scotland. A man whose dog bit a police officer in the testicles oh, has been fined three hundred dollars, uh, one hundred fifty for each nut. Uh, Ridwan Ridwan Islam's three-year-old Caucasian Shepherd chewed on Officer Andy Brand's groin. Well, you said. It, so the dog chewed, not just well, bit? Well, it's how they wrote it right. in, in the story Those here. are two different things. It's out of Scotland. Maybe it's a Scottish thing. So the way we said. I'm not really sure. We were in, uh, you bet your balls, you're getting chewed. Uh, Same thing. The officer heard. Ask my wife, she'll tell you. The uh, So the court heard that the 33-year-old was uh, talking with a man about the dog, and then the officer approached Islam to speak with him, and without prompt or warning... The dog, who Islam was in control of and holding on to its lead at the time, lashed out. The dog lunged at the officer, biting him in the groin, causing two cuts. Wow. May I pet your dog? Does it does it bite your balls? Uh, Islam was cautioned and charged by the officers before replying, I'm sorry. The dog was seized and put into kennels while... Uh, the officer was taken to the hospital. So sorry to bit your balls at all. He was uh, given a tetanus injection with antibiotics. Islam pled guilty to being the owner of the dog, which was dangerously out of control. His lawyer asked the court not to destroy the dog, which would be housed with Islam's brother. I have to ask, was this a kilt situation? They didn't say. Being Scotland? I don't think the police officers were walking around in kilts. But Yeah. Uh, so they made an order for the dog to receive treatment at a vet for her groin and joint issues, which I don't know what the story is with that. Uh, but the dog will also be muzzled and kept on a lead with a length of six feet. The dog will not be destroyed. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. Uh, an eight-year-old girl, listen to this. An eight-year-old girl fought off her would-be kidnapper Wednesday, and then her older brother shot the suspect with a slingshot. It's an amazing story. Michigan State Police were called Wednesday to a home for a report of an attempted child abduction. According to their preliminary investigation, a seven-year-old girl was hunting for mushrooms in her home's backyard when an unknown man came out of the woods and tried to kidnap her. The man held the girl's mouth shut, and a struggle ensued. The girl managed to break free. The seven-year-old girl managed, or an eight-year-old girl managed to break free. Uh, her 13-year-old brother saw the incident in the backyard and shot the suspect in the head and chest with a slingshot. That's awesome. After police broadcast a description of the suspect, one of the girl's family members saw a man who matched it running from the area. Troopers canvassed the area and found the suspect hiding in a nearby gas station. After he was arrested, police identified the suspect as a 17-year-old. Investigators said the suspect displayed signs of injuries on his head and chest where he was struck by slingshot projectiles. And uh, the police said that that helped them identify the guy. It's because they had the wounds. I, I, I used to have that. You know those those wrist rockets, those uh, whammo slingshots? Yeah. Uh, during questioning, the suspect told police that he planned to severely beat the girl. Uh, police took the suspect to the county jail to await charges, and he was uh, kid- he was uh, arraigned on charges of attempted kidnapping and attempted assault. When does a lone guy walk out of the woods and ever hand you a check for $1,000? It just it, never yeah, happens. It's always bad. All right, here's a great story. 
Uh, footage of a plump snapping turtle relaxing along a Chicago waterway. Chicago! Has, Chicago! Has gone viral after the man who filmed the well-fed reptile marveled at its size and nicknamed it Chonkasaurus. It's a big sucker. Did you see the picture? It's huge. Yeah. Joey's a snapping turtle. Joey Centauri was uh, kayaking with a friend along the Chicago River last weekend. That's when he kayaking. Spotted, uh, oh, sorry. The large snapping turtle sitting atop a large chain draped over what appeared to be rotting logs. He posted a video of the turtle on Twitter labeling it the Chicago River Snapper, a.k.a. Chonkasaurus. Uh, in the video, Centauri can be heard sounding stunned by the size of the turtle, which was displaying folds of flesh extending well beyond its shell. That's the thing. It's just, yeah. it's not just a large, it's like a big fat turtle. Yeah. Uh, Chris it's Anchor. Like the kind of turtle that would shop at Walmart. The chief wildlife biologist with Forest Preserves of Cook County said that the snapping turtle Centauri filmed is quite rare considering its apparent size. He said it's also unusual for the reptiles to be seen basking along rivers, but it probably recently emerged from hibernation. He said, my guess is that the animal had crawled out of the river to try and gather as much heat as it could in the sunshine. While it's difficult to determine exactly how large the turtle is from the video alone, Anchor called it a very large individual, and he noted that snapping turtles are not picky eaters. He said, turtles this big will consume anything they can get their mouths around. Anyone encountering a snapping turtle should not disturb it or try to catch it. Yeah, years ago, Preston, my dad, I went out to visit him in Texas. They had a pond in the, the place he was staying, and a snapping turtle had made its way into it. And then they started to find, after that, headless ducks. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, they'll go after anything then yeah. everything. Headless ducks. Yeah, they're pretty wild. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, we're welcoming a guest. There is an event that I've been a part of for the, part of for the past several years. And it is on the way at Lincoln Financial Field on June 25th. Yes, so this will be a chance for you to be at the link yes. and the inner workings of it all. I'm working all in and out. It's really cool. And it is the Take Steps event with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Please welcome Dr. Robert Frankel Yay! this morning to the show. How you doing, Doc? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's nice, nice to, to have the, you. Uh, Bizarro Files. Oh. <laughs> Very good. And, well, uh, your listeners don't know I can see the picture of that snapping turtle, and I'm terrified. Uh, yeah. you, and so you should be. That thing's monstrous. <laughs> nice. Uh, Doc, real quick, tell us just a little bit about you and your qualifications and your work in the world of uh, Crohn's and colitis. Yeah, sure. My name is Rob Frankel. I'm a gastroenterologist um, out in the Philadelphia area. I work in the western suburbs. Uh, I do typical gastroenterologist things, seeing patients with various uh, GI disorders, but uh, my main interest is inflammatory bowel disease, which is what we are focusing on today with the Take Steps uh, initiative. Yeah. Very common, correct? Yeah, it's, um, you know, there's varying estimates, but uh, it's as high as 1% of the population in this country. So we're talking about, you know, I don't know about you guys. I have about 1,000 Facebook friends, maybe three or four of them I actually keep in touch with. Yeah. But, you know, if you, if you look at, uh, you know, just, you know, statistically, 10 of those people, you know, have inflammatory bowel disease. And, right. you know, a lot of people don't talk about their GI disorder, so a lot of people suffer with this condition in silence. Yeah. Yeah, and in extreme pain. I mean, these these are... If you've ever had issues, bowel issues before, just a little thing every now and then, you know how uncomfortable and sometimes flat out excruciating painful it, it painful that it can be. And this is, uh, you know, Crohn's, which my youngest has. And uh, we used to have a, an intern here of ulcerative colitis had to get a major portion of her innards removed because of that. I mean, sometimes it gets to that level. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole spectrum. I mean, some people have mild, uh, you know, symptoms, but a lot of people have severe symptoms. And, you know, back when I started practicing, I'm a, I'm a younger doctor, so um, 
you know, I'm fortunate enough that we've had a lot of research recently where there's a lot of new medications available. But back in the day, you know, you didn't really have too much available. So people would suffer with this. And um, and people still do even with our, the advances in technology. But we're, but we're getting, uh, you know, closer to finding medications that treat people pretty well and hopefully ultimately getting to a cure. It seems like there have been a number of advancements that a lot, because I remember years ago, it was like, well, you're just going to have to suffer with it. But it seems like there are more and more people who are living their lives productively and can manage it. So that and that's something I think a lot of people maybe don't keep up on the science as much and don't realize there might be opportunities for them now. Yeah, you know, there's so many commercials on TV these days, you know, all of us, you know, yeah. watching, you know, the Sixers lose and, you know, during, <laughs> during, you know, those commercials, you know, we're crying, you know, out in the, uh, you know, in another room, going to the kitchen to get a drink. Um, but, you know, there's lots of commercials that are on for various medications. I mean, it's overwhelming and it's, you know, there's medications for this and that and the other thing, but there's a number of medications for inflammatory bowel disease they talk about. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot out there these days. There's still more to come. Um, but, you know, like I said, when I was, you know, when I started training, we only had a few medications. Now we got a number. When I you know, have to offer things to patients now, I can say here's seven different medications we can use, whereas, you know, years past, it was only just one or two. Cool. By the way, this uh, this event, even though it's about a serious subject, uh, the the people involved have a lot of fun. There's a lot of poop references yeah, uh, at this event, for sure. There's a lot of teams that walk in the Take Steps Walk uh, that have uh, excrement-themed uh, team names. Why not? I can't even say the name of my favorite one because it flat-out uses a, a, a curse word, yeah. but I, I will paraphrase. They're called the Crappy Beetles. Okay. Uh, but they it. use the SH, <laughs> and it's hilarious, right. and they all wear these Beetle-themed T-shirts, yes. and I love it every year when I get to announce what they rose. Uh, by the way, speaking of poop, which is a big part of this, uh, fecal transplants, that's become, uh, uh, I, I've seen some articles recently about that becoming a, a really uh, viable option for people. Yeah, that's, In a, some that's, regards. that's a tricky situation. It's only approved. Actually, there's no FDA approval for any reason. Uh, maybe I was maybe it. I was reading that they're getting closer to that. They're, they're, there's, there's, that's, it's, a, it's a complicated question. Maybe you read that it's, 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 it's a great prank. That's it's, it. It is, yes. yes. It's, it's definitely approved for people who have issues with C. diff infections, which can impact people with uh, inflammatory bowel disease. It's not yet been shown to have great efficacy so far. I mean, they're in preliminary studies with it. Um, they're looking to, you know, see if they can manipulate the good and bad bacteria in the gut to see if that can help sort of calm down the inflammation. By the way, Steve, is a prank. We've secretly replaced Steve Morrison's poop with Preston's poop. With Kathy's Kathy's poop. How we even got it, I don't know. Um, Well, listen, so the event is on uh, June 25th, and there's a a team, WMMR, and uh, we're called the Shart Breakers. Love it. Thank you very much, which uh, we came up with that name last year. And you can get on board. We'll have information at uh, WMMR.com. But this is a... uh, this is a huge event, and this takes place. You're you're part of the um, the national and local chapters of the CCF, right? That's correct. Okay, so uh, these these events take place nationally, but the Philadelphia one is a huge one. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, we sort of have the proud distinction of being the the biggest uh, take steps walk in the country. We raised the most money of any take steps walk in the country, and you know we're beating out Boston. Uh, yeah, love them in something. Yeah, um, we can't be them in anything else except the Super Bowl in 2017. Yes, right. uh, you know, New York and you know, all the way across to the West Coast. You know, there's tons of these uh, uh, events throughout the country, and uh, it's great that we have such support throughout. But we are proud to have the distinction of being the the best one. I like to say. No, it's cool and having it at, at the uh, at the sports complex. At, yeah. at the link is is amazing. I mean, it's have, cool to walk around that. 
it's 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 great. We're yeah. hoping to have, you know if you uh, are on one of the top uh, fundraising teams, you get to go back to see the locker room. You get to huh. you know, take pictures at Jalen Hurts locker. You get to take a picture with the Lombardi Trophy. Nice. From twenty seventeen, we were hoping to have a second one this year. Um, unfortunately, we don't have that. Um, you get to meet uh, Swoop will be there. There'll be cheerleaders there. Uh, three bands will be around the concourse. You yeah. get to walk around and. Uh, uh, you know, listen to various music along the way. There's vendors everywhere, free handouts. I mean, it's a, it's a huge event. Actually. There's usually a bunch of superheroes there, too, and magicians and people doing stuff like that. You got it. There's We find any way to entertain people. Yeah, so and, and that's cool. So, they, yeah, they position these bands. So as you're walking around the concourse, you get live music. Uh, at different stages, and uh, they have some really great musical groups that are there. Well, you do it right. I mean, anyone that's going to work, you got to give people a good time. So you have a good time. It's a, it's a nice. Uh, it's something you're doing good work for people who are uh, dealing with this issue, and uh, everyone wins. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, this is a celebration of people yeah. and their strength and resilience. I mean, you know, as Preston said, this could be a debilitating problem for people, and you know, it's the patients are there, the doctors are there, the family is there, you know, people from industry are there who help you know supply the medications and free samples when we need them. Yeah. I mean, we're all coming together to to support a good cause and just celebrate you know people, um, you know, you know. Um, Surviving this, yeah, and through this, and, um, and they are showing their strength. Awesome, um, Dr. Frankel. What do you recommend people do? I know we, we're going to have this on WMMR.com, but is there a uh, CCF website that people can check out? Yeah, the, the name of the website's a little bit long, so you know what I've the way I actually access the Take Steps website is just to go to Google and type in Take Steps for Crohn's and Colitis, and uh, that'll take you to the main page for the Take Steps Walk, and you can find the Philadelphia Walk on that website. Yeah, and you could probably even there. type in Take Steps Philadelphia and, and get a, uh, a quick uh, shortcut to that, but we'll post that information. Yeah, post it on our site. At WMMR.com. Excellent. Well, thank you, Doctor. Thanks for having me. Appreciate all you do. I will see you there on the 25th. Always a great event. Look forward to it. Thank all you, right, thank you, Dr. Robert Franklin. And the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation Philadelphia Take Steps Walk is taking place on June 25th. So uh, get signed up. Uh, Join Team WMMR. Join me as we're out walking on that day because it's a great event. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Finally. How are we doing, MM Barbecuers? MM Barbecue 2023 starring Shinedown. This is Billy Idol. Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, including Aaron Jones, Larkin Poe, Dirty Honey, Finger Eleven, Tiger Cup, and MMR's local shots artist, Vixen77. Plus, the return of the Preston and Steve side stage. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Text FINALLY to 39333 for a link to all the details. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. I just saw this uh, on Instagram. Uh, this is really neat. Uh, Jack Black posted this. It was an article about his mom, and it says, Judith Love Cohen, mother of actor Jack Black, helped design the critical abort guidance system yeah. that allowed the Apollo 13 astronauts to safely make it back to Earth. I was reading that this morning. Uh, and, and he wrote, it's true. My mom was a badass aerospace engineer and also a loving mother. I miss you, Mama. So she was quintessential in um, in helping them return. That's Awesome. That is amazing. Uh, that's really cool. I never knew that. I just, literally just 
opened up my Instagram account for a second, and that was one of the first things that popped up. I love that. That's really cool. Hey, quickly, I would like to thank a few people. Uh, I did the Walk a Mile in Her Shoes event uh, for the Laurel House this weekend, the Pfizer campus in uh, Collegeville. And we had a great turnout. Excellent. Uh, the weather was a little dicey. It's some some yeah. rain, a little bit of a sprinklage, but nobody got soaking wet. Yeah. Um, and uh, the uh, WMMR team ended up being great. A few people we know, like Mr. Peanut. Ah, uh, Mr. Peanut. Showed yep. up. He's Mike. great. He's awesome. And uh, I want to thank... Um, our top donator, who was Mike DeVito, who donated somewhere in the neighborhood of like $2,500. Wow. Yeah. Man, oh, and Mike, Mike comes out every year. He wears yeah. his thigh-high boots. It's great. Wears these black thigh-high, high-heel boots it's every great. year. He was awesome. And I want to thank also uh, Sean Doherty and uh, his wife, Jackie, and their son, Braden. Braden's awesome. I did this little Instagram live video, and he's this little kid uh, that jumped on there. And by the way... Um, Sean had uh, emailed me and said that his pinky toe was bleeding by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. So there are some uh, some casualties. And thank you to uh, District Attorney Steele from Montgomery County. He came out as well. And I wanted to give a, a quick shout-out to uh, Rico, who was part of the uh, Party Brothers Entertainment. And they uh, supplied the, uh, the music and all that stuff. And they were great. And this really cool guy uh, that I met named Jake. Uh, he is a 22-year-old adult living with autism. And he and his family have a um, a coffee truck called Coffee Closet with Barista Jake. They're awesome. Yeah. They, they were there uh, last year. Yeah, and uh, their coffee's really good. It was. I had a uh, I had a nice little vanilla latte yeah. that they made for me. So. Uh, thank you, guys. It was great to meet you and spend some time with you. That's awesome. And you know what? On the heels of that, uh, speaking no of, of adults yeah, <laughs> uh, living with autism, we had uh, Artie Kempner in here yep. last week from Autism Delaware, and he does the, the drive for autism every year. And unfortunately, Preston, I couldn't play this past year. But I needed to give a congratulatory shout out uh, to a gentleman named uh, Robbie Badillo. So years and years and years ago, I met Robbie and his father, Dr. Badillo. Dentist. Yeah, no, doctors, uh, general practitioners. I thought they were dentists. No. Okay, I'm way out, but yeah, we played golf with them before. Yeah, so, no. so he, both his mother and father are both doctors, and uh, and, and he has a brother uh, who is an adult living with autism. But right. anyway, so I, I met Robbie. He might have been freshman or sophomore in high school. Well, this past weekend, he just graduated med school. Oh, okay. wow. So I needed to give a congratulatory shout-out to Robbie, and I, I reached out to him on, on Instagram and sent him a congratulatory uh, message, and then he said, hey, would you mind giving my parents a shout-out? And also off, also his girlfriend, uh, Shara. Um, so uh, he wanted to just say thank you for supporting me along the way. Awesome. Yeah. Robbie's awesome, and I yeah. haven't seen him in a couple of years because I've had to miss out on that event yep. for the yep. past several years. i got to get back into that. Uh, real quick, since we're doing shout-outs, uh, I got this. It is from, uh, says, hey, Michael Potts from Delaware requesting a shout out for my mother-in-law, Regina Teagan, for Mother's Day. We bonded over your show uh, when I was dating her daughter, Kristen, and we continue to talk about it when we see each other. When I won a contest, I told her before my wife that I, wait, said, oh, when I won a contest, I told her before my wife that I had won. Uh, she's the best mom, mother-in-law, and Mimi ever. And I know she will love this. Thank you, Gadzooks. And rock on anytime this week would be great. Sincerely, Michael Potts. So here you go. Is uh, Mimi uh, often applied to a mother-in-law? I don't know. I've never heard that before. Yeah, Mimi, yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't know the derivation of it, but um, yeah, I know a couple Mimis. Would you say like, she's my Mimi or? Yeah, like like a grandmom. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I've heard a few people refer to mother-in-law as Mimis, and my... I wondered, 
is it just that they, ha- by happenstance, they mm-hmm. have to be named Mimi, or is it uh, this sort of thing? And Kathy verifies it. News breaking here on the show. Uh, and then another quick one. This is uh, from Chris Gallagher. He said, going to get a shout out whenever you feel like it. My wife, Christina Gallagher, wants me to get a vasectomy, and I gave her crap about it, even though I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, if you can uh, shart at, out that, I'll get one. Uh, I'll get one. It would be appreciated. Oh, he's going to get a, a vasectomy. Right. Okay, In fine. return for that shart. Thank you, Chris. Always great to hear from you, man. And then I want to thank uh, a gentleman by the name of Brian Butler from Butler Entertainment. Um, we had mentioned uh, this really awesome play uh, called The uh, the Play That Goes Wrong. And I took my family to go see it over the weekend. This and is a legendary comedy. Yes. Right. And Brian had heard that, that we had uh, we had mentioned it. And so uh, we had a great time. And I think it's called the um, uh, the Players in Play Theater on Delancey Street. Never been there before. This awesome little theater, smaller venue. Uh, but they put this show on. And I'm telling you, Casey and I saw it in London and just, I laughed just as hard. That's great. Because I had forgotten a lot that takes place uh, in this. And it's, Steve, it's like there's a gag every 10 right. seconds. It's just boom, like boom, pandemonium. boom, boom. Yeah, nonstop. And we were just dying laughing. So it was a great time. How long I'm, is it running? Not much longer. Another week or another so. Another week or so, uh, yeah. Um, so, and, and I met tons of people. Uh, who listened to the show? Ah. That, that were the, just there as as ticket bu- purchasers and there for the event. So I took a few pictures with people. Did they bring you up on stage and give you a bouquet of roses? They did not bring me up on stage and give you a oh, bouquet man. of roses. Oh, damn it! Now, unfortunately, but uh, but no, I took my whole family and my dad went along as well, and they were just dying laughing. That's it was, awesome! It was so much fun. I'm not familiar with this place, but I like the front of it. We had a yeah. time. Yeah, it's just Looks quaint, like steampunky, quaint little place, uh, and uh, you know had that old theater vibe, and uh, it was really really cool. Yeah, old theater meaning super tiny seats for people born, you know, something like two hundred years ago. Yeah, something like that, <laughs> but really neat. And uh, I and have front row seats. <laughs> so we had a great time. It was wonderful. Loved doing that. Um, I have a. I, I saw this article, and I wanted to pass this along. It is a Monday. Are you the casual observer? I'm the casual observer right now. I'm, dude, you know what I am? I'm whoever you want me to be. You know, I'm every woman in the world to you. There was a Reddit thread on how to make Mondays less painful. Do you find Mondays um, ex- exceptionally difficult? I, I know some people don't. do. I'm okay with Mondays. Yeah. I, any day you open up your eyes is a win. Yeah. The only thing I don't really like about Monday... The anal checks. No, no, those are... I've those gotten are quite fond of yeah, those. Yeah, Once Bill started warming up his hands. No, I don't like the fact that we have a meeting after the show on Monday, on the first day in. I agree. I would rather get it's some... It's the Sabbath. I would rather get some... <laughs> I don't think so. I would rather get some other things done. <laughs> Work with me, Nick. We we have a couple of, of post meetings <laughs> during the week with uh, with uh, programming and promotions and sales and and uh, I just I don't um, see. I, I like it. to get. I think it gets you it, get out of the way. Well, it gets it over with. What day would you prefer? I, I'm okay with Monday. I like that that it gets it over with, and and I sort of like what Bill has done with Wednesdays. Is like we don't need to meet to just stare at each other. Like I'll call the meeting if there's stuff to talk about. Because a lot of times we were going Monday and Wednesday, and then Wednesday there wasn't much to talk about. We were sort of just making stuff up. So I like that he kind of passes over it if there's not much to talk about. By the way, I want to draw attention. Bill, Kathy just gave you a very good compliment. So <laughs> yeah, remember that. The next time you want to direct your anger at something I said. 
to her. <laughs> Bill, Bill will find fault in that, uh, in that compliment. It. Probably because I said that we sat around looked, stared at each other. Maybe that was it. <laughs> All right, so here, here are their suggestions. Uh, and tell me what you think. To, to beat the Monday blues. And yeah. That's what they call them, correct? The Monday blues? The Monday blues. Case of the Mondays. <laughs> uh, first, don't create problems for yourself on Friday, like launching a new feature or sending an urgent email. I don't know what the hell that means. Creating. <laughs> you don't even check your email. I don't check my email. Creating emergencies on Friday just leads to working on Saturday. Well, I, I do work on Saturday. I do, too. I agree with the don't send out an important email on Friday thing. Because, like, just wait. Wait until the week starts. Uh, because if it comes in on a Friday, uh, it very easily could get lost in the shuffle. Nick, would it be better to post a picture of you on social media of you teary-eyed with the words, I can't take it, yes. and then just post that? Uh, yeah. Just leave it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that, that's not meant to get a response. Look, Monday's going to be a work day anyway, right? So, like, if I'm going to do something or I have a project coming up or whatever, I, I'm not going to try to do anything important on Friday because people are checked out. They're, they're ready for the weekend. They're working for the weekend. Yeah, everybody. And uh, <laughs> right? Let me tell you something. A, a very good friend of mine, I won't say his name, but he wore a bandana quite often <laughs> and spandex. Uh-huh. And and uh, he was he was a lover boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for it to happen. What the are you cow, for? Cowbell, any moment. There it is, yes. <laughs> Aren't we all working for the weekend? He was a lover boy. It's true. Uh, so it <laughs> says 20 pounds over what he should have been for that outfit. Handle important business in the beginning of the week instead. Not in the early days. Mike Reno had a great body, man. Oh, did he? Yeah, yes, yeah. he did. I yeah. stand corrected. Yeah. So. I'm sorry, Mike Reno. By the end, it's when he discovered there Cinnabon. There you go. Yes. Cinnabon <laughs> came into his life. Uh, handle important business in the beginning of the week, it says, instead of on a Friday. Yeah, I agree. Uh, here's another one. Instead of just closing your laptop on Friday, clean up your tabs. Oh, shut up. Clean up your what? Your clean tabs. up your tabs. Oh, okay. Close tabs that you don't have Close open. tabs? Right. Man, I got a tab open uh, about an article that I wanted to read, but I'm going to pull it up. It's an article about the Sopranos and David Chase, and I opened this article. <laughs> I opened this article, <laughs> November two, twenty twenty one. What? Yeah, you leave all of that. No, on? no, no. This just this one. It's an article in the Hollywood Reporter about uh, the Sopranos, <laughs> and I wanted to read it. And I just have now. I'm like, uh, I'm checking to see how long I can keep. Do it. you never close your browser out completely? Correct. Oh, uh, wow. Some... I shut it down every time. I, yeah. Same. I close everything out. It, it will give me anxiety if I don't. Sometimes in the morning, uh, like, my computer will take a little while to, to boot up. And a couple of times I've had to use Nick's computer. Yeah. And I get lost because there's so, like, on mine, I have my traffic page and my sponsor page. So I can click back and forth. On yeah. Nick's, I'll pull it up on his. <laughs> but it's usually last minute because my computer's not turning on. And I get lost in all his. There's so much open on there. And I'm like, One, I don't two, know what three. I changed. I don't know where it is. Do you know what's a quick thing to do, Nick? If you want to say, are you using Safari? Uh, no, Chrome. Okay. All right. Uh, I stand correct. I think about, about 10 tabs open. Right. But, uh, you know, look, you pick and choose your battles, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I delete um, emails at the end of every week, and I go into the weekend with an empty inbox. So, like, if I if I can make it to the weekend and, and clear out everything in my inbox, I feel like uh, I've accomplished something. And eventually I'll, I'll get around to reading the Sopranos article. <laughs> what I do leave okay. open a lot are uh, apps on my phone. Oh, no, i got to close those apps. Oh, no, no. I have, like, uh, the other day Caroline was looking at me. I'm like, I haven't, you know, I'm, clo- I, I'm like, eh, let me close some of these out. 
I think it was like uh, like 47. Wow. <gasps> 47. Yeah. Why, though? Just because you don't go in or are you saving to look, go back and look nah, at something? No, I just, I, I just, you know. You just don't go in. I, I mean. I, I move on to the next app that I need at that point in time. And do you notice a performance hit because they're all not up at all? No. So not at go. all. And, and I, I've heard that they fixed all those battery yeah. issues that you might have from keeping tabs open that it's or keeping apps open that it's not. It doesn't really affect your charge time or anything. That's right here. So I noticed yesterday during the game that whenever I had uh, apps open uh, or tabs and apps open on my phone that the the Celtics went on a run. So I had to make sure that all of my tabs and apps were closed. And it worked. And, and it, it worked, worked, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. What else worked? Uh, <laughs> being outside? Yeah, yeah being outside yeah. worked. So. A cigar. <laughs> Facing Mecca. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, uh, yes, it says here, instead of closing your laptop on Friday, clean up your tabs on Friday. Clean up my tabs. It says, I do favors for future me hmm. on Friday. And then Friday, it says. I'm buying the flashlight today. I'll use it on Monday. It says also, Friday is also a great time to start unwinding and spending time with loved ones, friends, or, or a family pet. God, I hate my loved ones. <laughs> what the I don't know. <laughs> Noodles, I'm going to spend the whole day with you. I brought this up because it was a stupid article. <laughs> uh, I do, uh, but... but well, you know my, what it should be, actually, survey says. My my life has become trying to get ahead of anything that I need to do, uh, that, that I try to I try to. Mine's the same without the ah. Uh. In the bud. You just try to get ahead. <laughs> uh, no, so I... Um, when I am done, like, for example, in the morning when we're, we're prepping for the show, when I am done with what I think is sufficient amount of stuff for the day, I start working on tomorrow. And then on Friday when I get home, I start working on Monday. If you I can, start working if you for can stuff be a, on Monday. a couple days out, yeah. you got you get the safety net, you don't panic. And mind you, uh, you know, you can't, you don't want to work around the clock. Yeah. But it does, by the time, it allows you to manage your time better throughout the week so that it can fall apart the way it's supposed to. But it, Press, at what point do you start working for the weekend? <laughs> Wednesday. I'm always working for the weekend, man. Always. This, uh, this top text, Preston, we got is uh, intriguing to me because okay. I, I do this as well. It's about cleaning stuff up. It says, I delete conversations with people on text, and when I don't get a response right away, I forget the conversation I was having with them. Yeah, so I'll, I'll try to do that, delete, um, because it can take up a lot of room on your phone, too, Yeah, uh, text conversations, so like, especially if there's a whole bunch of photos and videos and stuff. Are you not interested in keeping the chain uh, for well, legal cases, I, there's one chain that I've kept uh, for a long time, and that's my uh, text conversation with Andrea. Actually, from the moment I met her. Aww. Aww. But, uh, Aww. Look at them now; they're getting married. Look at that. Yeah. Um, but I always have to delete my conversations with Kathy uh, because mm. they're dearest <laughs> Andrea. Kathy's breathing her hot, hideous breath on my shoulder every morning. It's like living in a sauna. Well, I'll tell you why. Yes, I absolutely delete texts. Well, Nick, actually, I don't really... Dear Janice, (laughs) the chewing sound coming from this creature I work with is disgusting. I will delete (laughs) our group texts a lot um, because Jace is on my phone sometimes and there's... You don't want to see that stuff. Yeah, there's pictures and and little memes and like, you know, so... The most horrific stuff is what you post. (laughs) Well, which is why I delete it. (laughs) I don't delete any of that stuff. No, Um, you keep them all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and unless... I'm getting like spam or or um, yeah, sure. someone that I know that yeah this is the only time we're going to converse so but I I find it it has it has played in my benefit it, uh, that 
there are conversations I've forgotten about mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. someone, and I can just in in the search bar go just back. put their name in and yeah. go back and, right. and scroll back and say, oh yeah, we talked about this and that. So. It helps. Yeah, it is. It does help when you're in an argument. And you're debating something that you talked about or planned, and they look right here. I've taken screenshots and sent it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I understand it because it's data. Yeah, you know, it on your, on it's not. It's not. It's not a lot. It's not. Not it's as, unless there's not. a lot of videos or pictures. Right. Yeah. Like the videos. Saying. The videos take up uh, space. Kathy, this top text says, "My wife and our conversations. She put. She pulls up every fight that we've ever had. Yeah. 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 There you go." <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, anyhow, that's some advice for a uh, a Monday. Advice you can use. Yes. Uh, let's see. I, let's see what you guys think about this. A recent report from the Wall Street Journal noted the rise of uh, digital self checkout kiosks hitting customers with a tip prompt. Yeah. At yeah. the end of their transactions, and this prompt has frustrated people who are being asked to tip workers with whom they've had no interaction with. Yeah. Uh, according to the report, the majority of consumers found tip cues during self-checkout to be confusing, and many wondered where the money was going, though some people were willing to tack on the extra fee. So the first time I encountered this, l- listen, if I'm at a, a place where there's a service being rendered, you know me, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a, a You're a an over-tipper. Tipper. Right. Yeah. So, but but it's something, Preston, I was at a kiosk in the mall, uh, you know, and, 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 and it was literally... You yeah. pick up the thing off the thing and go to the register. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so yeah. I mean, there, there was literally nothing. Who am I tipping? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you ran the register. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so um, uh, that was very bizarre. And I remember looking at that. And also, it, it tends to come up in a way that suggests you can't progress unless you pick an amount to tip. You're right. Yeah. I, I have noticed that. Right. And, and I think yeah. there is. I think there is an option, but sometimes it's not. It's not obvious. obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I was left in a situation week and a half ago. I went into the hot dog joint in Ridley Press that you had talked about. And relish. Relish. Yeah. And the, uh, you know, I paid for my meal with a card, and it came back, and it was just a regular receipt. And, like, I didn't have an option to tip, and I didn't have any cash. And they had a tip jar on the counter. I was like, I don't even know what to do. You took some money out of that. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ended up not tipping at all. Oh, man. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, what I would mean, you what do? What could you do? Yeah, if, if there was no way to fill out on Were the you wearing a watch on on the charge yeah. receipt. Yeah, uh, le- le- throw your watch there in there. This is a boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> not top line, but it's good. Oh, that would be great. I have a tip question for you guys now. Okay. Uh, my dogs are being groomed at uh, right right now. Um, and I, what do you tip the groomer? Well, oh, it, my it, God, dog grooming is expensive. Do they oh, include happy God. endings? No, doesn't that include? It's so expensive. Like, isn't it included? Well, so PetSmart, PetSmart is where we started going to uh, because the other place that we went to was got way too expensive, and they're actually, it's cheaper at Remedial Pet. Yeah, uh, but uh, I don't think it's that expensive compared to other like mom and pop places. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. But uh, do you tip twenty percent? I would think so, just but I don't know what I'm basing that on, other than it's like similar to what a server does and deserves, and like they're they're doing work for you and you're paying for the service. So I would think fifteen to twenty percent makes sense, but I, I don't know. There was a service when when uh, my dog Chelsea was alive. They would come to the house, and these are very popular. These services they'll come, especially because Chelsea was very nervous going, you know, to a location to get it done. Got it. So um, it would be, um, it was not the owner who was bringing the vehicle. It was somebody who worked for the owner who came and did the whole session in the truck. And I would tip that person. Right. So here's the deal. Uh, I feel like 20% is not enough. Really? Yeah, because for the amount of work that they put in, 
like Reggie is so, and you know, we give him to him like super hairy and matted and stuff like super that. Super hairy, yeah. But so to me, twenty percent is not enough. It would actually help me and inform my decision a little bit more if I knew how much they made an hour. God, well, I wish you know what I, I mean. Wish tipping wasn't even part of the culture, so you don't have to be. You don't have to well, figure on, but, that in. But, but that's my, okay. So that was my question. I have two questions. Uh, part A and B. Part A is: Does it still apply if it's the owner of the company that you don't have to tip them? Usually, there is that that when we've gone over the various etiquettes and protocols involved with this sort of stuff, the the owner not you don't have to. And sometimes, to, listen, if they give extraordinary service and they're doing a wonderful job, I, I might even do that. But I think also someone is working on the clock. You would you you tip them right well, with, uh, that service and, and, and that that's w- a, that's that takes about an hour where they're with the animal you know yeah right. I get yeah. listen I get it and th- but then that was my other question is typically it's um, people who are providing a service but that are getting that lo- like the servers they're getting yeah. you know whatever it is two thirty five an hour or whatever the low price they're is, counting and, that, on the and they're counting yeah. on the tips as opposed to somebody who's getting fifteen twenty dollars an hour are we still tipping them right. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it depends. Are you paying a healthy fee for the, for the service? Like, doesn't yes, like grooming itself? Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm Nick. I go to a place called Tippies, and I tip there. Okay. So here's yeah. the deal. Reggie is almost eighty pounds, and he does not like the hair dryers. I I know that cutting him is not an easy task. I'm sure they don't charge the same they do for a you know chihuahua. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so they they probably pay. You're probably paying for that 80, 80 pounds already. Yeah. Did I'm you not, say he was a chihuahua? I could. That's what I'm going to do. Dude, I'm sorry. I know he doesn't look like him, but he's a chihuahua. He's a chihuahua. And then when they say, this isn't, yeah, yes, it is. No, it is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I have papers. Show you, the papers? Yeah. <laughs> you should just write down Reggie is a chihuahua, chihuahua. and hand it to them. <laughs> See? Uh, that's my grandmother. I don't know, ma'am. What? I just wish tipping wasn't was something that we had to consider. I just wish I it was. I wish you what the the price that is advertised is a price that is expected and that you pay. It would just be easier for everybody and if that were the case. So I remember I went once for a service that I did not because in previous uh, places that I went to they were like no 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 you don't tip you don't tip and so I went to a new place. I don't a even. Big dick black. <laughs> <laughs> Here I'll, I'll tell you what I got a spray tan. Okay. Oh. And where I had been going for years it, it had closed down they were like nope no you you don't tip you're paying for this service it's right. not cheap you you don't have to tip us okay fine so i go to the new place and then i was talking to somebody uh about it and she was like oh no 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 you who works in the industry and she was like no 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 you should be tipping her as well but she was also the owner of the business yeah. like it was it was difficult jackie who cuts my hair is it's her business she, you know she does it out of her her house and I had that same issue. I'm like, do I not tip her now that she owns that's the place? That's the thing. You're but handing like, her. Th- that All of that money is going directly yeah. to her. I know, but I'm, I so still. do we tip her? She, yeah, I, I still do. You but still like, do. She, yeah, she's my Depends friend. on what the level of the business is, too. Yeah. You know, you, you probably wouldn't mm. tip Bill Gates for a Microsoft computer. You no. Know? Press, I think you'll appreciate this. Uh, I played golf not that long ago, and we had a, uh, we had a caddy. Um, the we were in a golf cart, so the caddy wasn't carrying our bags all day. Preston, he was horrible. Oh, really? Yes, he's a bad caddy. Oh my god, he was. But he was like talking a big game, like, yeah. Can you, you know, give me a hand with this? I'm gonna read the greens for you. Like, I know these greens, blah blah blah. And dude, I swear to God, like his his initial read was wrong, and then somebody would hit, and then he would tell us all the obvious thing that just, he'd be like, okay, yeah, this breaks left, right, and then it would break right. He goes, okay, so it's gonna break right, and you're gonna like. What? Yeah, because we saw it yeah. happen. Like, yeah. See that flag? That's where the hole is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how much did you tip him? Uh, well, 
Um, so it was for a charity, so he had already gotten a tip from the charity, okay. which wasn't that much. So us as a foursome each tipped in like 30 bucks. So he got like an extra 120 bucks from us. Yeah, usually which twice. was $120 Cat, too much. Usually tip a caddy 80 to $100 bucks somewhere in that range yeah. per bag. Even if they're terrible? Uh, even, even if they're terrible, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, hang on, I want to go to uh, Reagan. Hey, Reagan, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Good, what's up, Reagan? Okay, as a groomer, groomers get uh, paid a percentage of each groom. So if I'm working for somebody, I only get like 45%, 50%. Depending on how much experience you have, also, and even as an owner, when you tip, you got to remember we got to pay. For, they got to pay for overhead, the product, everything. So it's always good to tip your groomer. Well, so so I think I think what a lot of people figure, Reagan, is that is that the. Um, um, the owners working in a a a, pro, a profit margin per deal. Now I I'm, I I have no problem tipping. I, I it does get confusing because the long standing thing was if you're the owner, then that you know, the the employees get tipped and the owner does not. But I, even I I I'll tip owners now and then. So you can see why people are confused. Yes, but you figure when a groomer's owner first starts out, they don't have all that extra profit right away. Okay, all right. So do we ask how long have you been in business and are you making a profit yet and should I tip you or not? These are things we need to know. I'm not an owner yet. All right. What should you say this? What are you driving these days? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it. A a 1972 Dodge Dart. I'm going to tip you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you, Reagan. We appreciate it. All right. Have a good day. So when you have uh, somebody who's good with your pet and does a good job and, and makes them feel comfortable, it's worth, you know, Taking care of them, making sure they're they're you know uh, thanked for their abilities. Mm. Well, uh, the the kiosk thing is a little bit. Strange. It is weird yeah. when there's yeah. literally the person sitting on the stool and just runs the register, or the yeah, pe- yeah the the people who are traditionally have yeah. not been a part of the service in- industry that gets tipped. Now that that option is there. I've uh, I've grown uh, to where it doesn't bother me if I'm going to hit no tip. Okay. And I'm curious about people who do happen to work at a register. Yeah. Do you notice that? Yeah. I need and to do know. you get mad about that? <laughs> I need to know and, this. and would you have even cared five years ago? I still I still feel awkward hitting no. No, Mr. Kenny Knight's forgotten where he came from. I'm no, just saying, but, man. No, but I mean, it is kind of weird, Preston, when the person's sitting right there and you take a thing off a hook, <laughs> hand it to them to, to, to pay for it, and then a, t- a tip comes up. It's like, yeah. W- 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 just, what? I, would, I would much rather them increase their prices so we don't have to worry about the tip. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Please take the guessing <laughs> yeah. game out of this for me because this is like, I don't want to guess wrong, and I also don't want to overpay or overtip yep. because I like my money as well. Preston, we went out to lunch the other day. First of all, the guy running the register was a total a-hole. Uh, secondly, he was the, a former caddy. No, oh, no. no, no, no. He was, yeah, he was, Casey he was and I went out to yeah. lunch. This dude was just mean. On, yeah. fr- on Friday? Yeah. 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 Just yeah. mean for no reason. Really? Oh. And and I I re- I don't know about you but I replayed that in my head I could tell over the weekend uh huh and what and and always what I what I should have done what I should have said yeah, yeah. Well, what happened oh, what happened God. do tell yeah well, well, first us- of all the the guy comes up we're we're about to to place an order and uh, he's very 
very fast rattling off uh, the, the the way that this is going to this transaction is going to operate. So Casey is is placing his order. And Casey's been in this place a bunch of times. He's never seen this and guy I've there. And I've never had an interaction with this myself. So he knew what he wanted to order, and and he goes, uh, uh, "Is that a, you know?" He goes, "Is that all for your order?" And I go, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to pay for this." And and he ignores me and goes right to Casey again. Is that all for your order? I'm like, no, I'm going to pick this up. I just want to make sure that Casey wasn't going to start to get charged right, yeah. when I was going to be paying for it as well. He's ignoring me on purpose right. and directly to Casey. And then he comes over and he goes, all right, can I help you, sir? And I go, yeah, do you guys still have, because they had a they had a menu that said something was ending on the menu on April 6th. Well, obviously it's past that. Yeah. It, was, it was a tuna sandwich that I wanted. Uh-huh. I go, hey, um, is there a tuna on it? He's like, and he just started interrupting me. Uh-huh. And not letting me place my order. And I said, well, you see, it says here that this ended on April 6th. He's, there's a tuna, there's a tuna, there's a tuna melt, blah, blah, blah. He's just rattling his stuff off really fast. And he's being rude yeah, on purpose. Yeah. Oh and he, like, he doesn't have time for me. Okay. How do these people end up at the register? Like, I don't you, know. If, if you're going to have that attitude, and you can have a job. You can have a job in the service industry. You can work in a restaurant. But to put you out front... Like face of your business? Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's put our most agitated face forward. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and did you say or do anything? Well, oh, I, my God. Kath? K- Casey was trying to lighten up the uh, mood uh, while this was going see, on. I could you see could the see steam it? coming out of his ears. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I, I was like, yeah, listen, you, you did keep your composure, but I have known you a long time. Knew you weren't happy. So, you know? and also, he was speaking so fast and a little bit quietly. And yeah. you guys know my yeah, hearing yeah, is yeah, poor. Yeah. And so I go to, I'm sorry, I'm a little hard of hearing. I'm gonna, can you say that again? And he thought that I was like sassing back at him. I literally didn't know what he said. <sighs> yeah. And what was his response to that? I don't even remember. I just at that point, I'm just seeing red. Uh, and what I what I wish I would have done <laughs> was I wish I would have because he was staring at me while yeah. he's doing this uh-huh. with eyes, big wide eyes, you know. And I wish I would have just stared right back at him and waited for him to say, you know, what would you like, sir? And I wish, without breaking contact or blinking my eyes, I wish I would have just said, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> what I was thinking and was, just kept the contact don't. there uncomfortably for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll have the tuna, please. Uncomfortable eye contact well, I, is uh, the best. <laughs> I need to do that. I, I've, I've perfected that. So, and, and so, Preston, so... Uh, in those situations, uh, this is this is my body language. We'll go. Uh, and and, 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 and then, then I lock. What I need you to do for me, and I the the, the hatchet hand comes out. Uh. That's just flat out rude. It's just it's just wrong, and I, I can't stand pricks like that. I know. Uh, listen, but then I also have learned over my years of living that maybe that person had a really bad day that morning, or found out I'm gonna. Give him a little. No, attitude. we saw him yucking it up a little bit later. So, yeah. well, consistency. Yeah, I've made bad calls on people that tend, you know. So, don't beat yourself up for it. Yeah, and then if he is a prick, then hopefully something bad will happen. I just <laughs> I was like, please don't spit in my food. I fire. That's back. what Casey was concerned. Yeah. I was like, don't spit in my food. Wait till you get the food, right? Yeah. I'll fire back either with the same attitude, or sometimes I find it uh, works better is being sarcastically overly nice. Yeah. And then sometimes they're oh. like, what is she doing? I'll do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Is something wrong today? <laughs> uh, you know, are, are you okay? You know, once you start doing that, you and they'll they'll hear in your, it's a passive aggressive. Steve, I, I go, thank you so much. You have been so helpful today. Yeah. Mm. I'll give that. And they're like, uh. 
Now, the, the lady is, that I had had enough with, she she doesn't work at the place anymore, but I, her name was Jasmine. And same thing, Nick. I was like, why is this chick the face of your business? Oh, yeah. I watched her fight same with place? the customer. Yeah. No, 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 no. Different oh. place that sells tacos. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it has like the like a, music, a musical instrument. Right. Okay. Um, and I love that place, and I'll never not go there. I've always but, had great experiences. Yeah, no, but yeah. this one lady, and uh, she doesn't work there anymore. But I, the, the last time I went there, when she, I would, I walked in. I go, I'm not, do- I'm not dealing with her. And I walked out, and I'm, I'm like, I can't deal with her anymore. And why is she the person yeah. that you're putting in front of your business? I mean, it, I, I probably won't go to that place again. I mean, after all, it's just a little corner bakery. Yeah, yeah, And there's other places where you can get you know some bakery items. It is funny though. I mean, obviously that stuff sticks with you, and it bothered you. All weekend, Preston. But um, you asked me about my weekend, and I, I went out on uh, Friday or Saturday night and had a fantastic experience. Did you have steak frites? With, with frites? A, I did have steak frites. <laughs> yes. How did you? Did you have steak frites? <laughs> my name's not Fritz. Uh, no, I went to a great restaurant in Wayne, and the service was so good that I told Preston about it this morning and uh, to recommend the place. You know, it was, it was terrific food, but like. Um, I, I try to remember the good as well as the bad. Sure. Yep. Hey, listen, when I went to that play on uh, yes. Saturday night, the guy that was working the bar was just the friendliest person Love I've it. ever met. So that was, that you know, yeah. it balances out a little bit. By there the way, you go. That was super nice. This place, uh, has. Uh, th- this is now the third restaurant I've been to. Uh, there is, If you are having a good time, they have on the menu, you can buy the kitchen a round of beers or a round of bourbons. I have not seen that. It was fantastic. I would what? do that. We, and we Why bought- not get your, the people preparing the food you rely on drunk? And so, while well, Steve, um, it was, toward, <laughs> we were there late. We, uh, our reservation was like at 8.30 or whatever. Yeah. So we were among the last customers there. And we were asking um, the one of the owners, one of the managers, which do the kitchen prefer, the beers or the bourbons? And one of the guys that works in the kitchen overheard us, and he just did a row. He goes, bourbon. <laughs> and so we, we bought them a round of bourbons. That's and it, awesome. It was, it, and they ended up having a better night, I think, hopefully, because we were able to do that for them. It was a really cool little addition to the evening. I've never seen that. Yeah, it was cool. I love it. Wow. All right, well, anyhow, this was an article about uh, tipping and the, the self-checkout Places that are actually asking for a tip, self checkout, right? And they're calling it emotional blackmail, <laughs> uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. It's, if anything, at least it's weird. Yeah. 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 All right. Listen, I want to take a break because we have Bert Kreischer, yeah, who's going to be joining us in about ten minutes or so. Uh, so a lot to talk to Birdie Boy about, including. Uh, his interactions with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Uh, so I'm stoked to see what that's all about. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. Thank you for checking in with us. We will return shortly. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR? Ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Man, our next guest is prompt as hell. Literally, I saw the clock tick over to 920, and that's right when the hotline rang. I mean, for all the stuff that he's juggling and his general lifestyle, he should be the, the most um, hard-to-track-down person we talk to, and yet he's always... Johnny on the spot. No wonder he's known as the machine. He is the machine. He's like a mechanized piece of machinery that uh, that Sent is programmed from the future, the future yeah. to destroy all of us. No, uh, he's here to entertain all of us. Yeah. And uh, the machine, the movie, is in theaters May 26th. I can't believe it. It's actually happening. Please welcome one of our closest friends, Bert Kreischer. Yeah! Hi, everybody. 
buddy. Morning, Bert. It's getting close, man. This has got to be surreal to you. It's crazy. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's a little overwhelming because uh, you know I don't really know what I'm doing. I, I know how to promote like live shows, but selling a movie is tough. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, no doubt. And honestly, you've been complimented. And we've talked to so many people over the years. And your name will be invoked when they're talking about how one goes about effectively marketing themselves and yeah. getting the word out and spreading it. But there, there are so many, uh, like, uh, spinning plates on uh, on sticks with this, the movie industry and getting the word out and when the movie's released yeah. and, and how you roll it out. It's It's mind-boggling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're doing a live from the red carpet streaming into theaters on the 25th. So you can get your tickets at the machine dot movie, and uh, and yeah, and, and, and look, all I know is I made a fun action comedy that's bigger than you. I think you're going to expect. All the jokes weren't in the trailer, so I just want people to get out <laughs> to the theaters and go see it. They said to me, we were talking on a call, and they're like, "So what? What? What is like an expectation? Like what? What, what number would make you happy?" I said. 152 million open weekend, and and they're like, uh, Top Gun Maverick made 130. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, dude. And you know what? And there are so many things that need to happen for for a project like this to actually occur. Like these things can crumble and never be heard of again. And you, this is happening. This is green all the way, dude. I can't believe it. I mean, just the idea of of getting of just selling a movie, then getting a movie greenlit. And then, and then we were on the shelves. We were stuck on the shelves. They yeah. weren't going to air us because of the Ukraine Russian war thing. Yeah. And, uh, and then I just took a chance and I leaked it on Rogan and, uh, and I leaked the trailer. I got in trouble, but you know, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Tony picked it up and now we're going, we're going live next weekend. I mean, I'm, I'm like freaking out. I can't believe it. I mean, you've got, that is a, that is a top, Date uh, time for a release as you start to move into the summer season. You remember Deadpool? Uh, that's basically what they did as well. They leaked a a like seven minute scene, and that's how that movie got done. You're going to benefit, I think, no matter what happens. And I, I I think you have such a locked in fan base that it's going to be successful out of the gate. But it'll also have legs when it's streaming and all of that as well, because you know people who may not go out to the theater to see it are definitely going to want to grab it up and watch it at home. So I think there's going to be a long arc to this. Yeah, I want I want people to go out to the movie theaters and see this in theaters because if that happens, I swear to God, I know how Hollywood works. If this they don't make comedies anymore, they stop making comedies. Yeah, this, they took a chance on a comedy with a comedian, and if it pays off, you will see. Next summer, you'll be like, wow, Shane Gillis has a movie. <laughs> Tim Dillon has a movie. Yeah. Like, this is, it'll be, the, the floodgates will open, and they'll start making comedies with all your favorite comics. Bert, I followed you on Instagram forever, and uh, and I follow Mark Hamill. And to see Mark be as into it as he is is really cool. I mean, I, like, you know, it's freaking Luke Skywalker, but he's putting all of the trailers up on his social media and on, on you know, he's give, giving you a lot of props. Is that, um, is that surreal for you? How's your relationship with Mark at this point? Oh, it's it's great. I, he's it is real. He pulled me. He was over at my house the other day uh, with his wife and his daughter, and he said, "Do you know what came out? What other movie premiered on Memorial Day weekend? <laughs> <laughs> what?" He said, "Star Wars." Like, oh. A lucky weekend for me. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. That. Yeah. I forgot about that. I was. I was. Yeah. I, I remember seeing it that weekend. No. It, it's. It's good. And I'll tell you this. Um, just the trailer alone indicates how much work went into this. I mean, when we first saw the first iteration of the trailer, 
I mean, you know, we knew that we were expecting at a certain level, but then, oh, wow. <laughs> they, they, either they pulled some some big magic tricks or, or spent some money on this because it looks really full-blown, properly theatrical. Oh, yeah. I mean, the opening scene of the movie is so big. I, I, I started crying when I saw Aww. it. I was like, oh, my God, this is like a legit movie. It's a, <laughs> a, a high-end action comedy. Hey, what is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger posted uh, a picture of you? Uh, oh, what a flattering one too? What? Yeah, I know it's, <laughs> it's not the best, but what? What is this? What's going on with you and Arnie? He uh, he hit me up. He wanted he he was fascinated that I was the next action star. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can't believe it. You know, they wouldn't let me make comedies because of my body, and now they're making action heroes with your body. You need to get this body molded into a cast. It is perfect. <laughs> that is wild. He was awesome, man. He was every bit like I left there. I got in the car. And uh, I was with my wife, and I told Leanne, I said, I don't want to be an actor. I want to be a movie star. Like, yeah. being a movie star, screw the craft. I want to be a movie star. <laughs> I want to roll up on red carpet, shirtless on a motorcycle, with a cigar in my mouth and a harmonica in my back pocket. <laughs> I want I want to join Scientology. I want to be a movie <laughs> Well, then let me ask you, have you gotten any calls since? Because from what I've seen, and I'm, I can only judge... On what I've seen in the trailers, but I'm like, this dude, like, you look like you have something that uh, that you haven't tapped into yet. Has anybody given you any calls since? Yeah, I got, I got, uh, I can't say the name, but some guy wrote a script, wrote, wrote a part for me in a movie, and I, I wrote back. I was like, I'm gonna pass, <laughs> and they're like, why? And I go, because. I just want to be a movie star. I just want to be the lead. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be the lead. They came, they came, they, some indie project came at me. I was like, what's the budget? And I go, I don't really do anything under $40 million. <laughs> <laughs> You might as well go big. Yeah, go yeah, yeah. Go big or go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing under $40 mil. Man, you mentioned yeah. your wife. Listen, uh, you posted a uh, video for Mother's Day. I didn't see it. Casey was telling him, uh, tell me about it. But, uh, Casey, you got... You got teared up. Yeah, thanks a lot. You made me cry, bro. Dude, it's it. I cry every time, and we got her doing her ugly cry face. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. We flew Georgia home to surprise her. Oh. She was really upset, really, really upset that she wasn't going to have a Mother's Day with both uh-huh. her daughters, and so we flew Georgia home. And I happened to be FaceTiming her at, when Georgia walked in the door, so I hit screen record on my phone. So I have her reaction on the computer, and then Isla <laughs> shot it. And, uh, it, yeah, we got Oh, it's it. great. A lot of people crawl, hit me up about that video. <laughs> it's adorable. It's, it's, it's wild. So, so um, listen, I mean, you're juggling so much. You've got, obviously, this. You know, the, the tour um, is, uh, 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 is off and running. You're playing super large venues. You're coming here. You're coming here. Everyone's very excited. Um, so so what, how, is that, how is that all figured? How are you juggling all of this? Oh yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming to Philly like Thanksgiving weekend or something. Yeah, yeah, November yeah. 29th, so close to it. Yeah, I cannot wait. No, it's look. I got fully loaded. Where I bring 15 of the best comics in the country around tour on summer. Uh, I got the movie coming out. We just signed up to do a sitcom, uh, like a, a single camera scripted sitcom with uh, a Netflix. I, I haven't announced it yet, but so uh, I've got a lot going on. I just I I, I told me. I would love to go to rehab for like a week. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a big movie star thing. That'd be a movie star uh, thing, dude. Yeah, I'm, 
I'm looking for a big intervention, like, uh, like you know, like a big, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly to South Africa or something, and no one will be able to find me. And movie star stuff. Yeah, yeah. you go, you go, absolutely, do the Dave Chappelle route. Uh, yeah, I mean, you blow off a big check, go into hiding, and, uh, you know, hang out with the, the, the Zulus or something for a while, and then come back. I love it. That All that stuff. And then you get... Then you get your cover on People Magazine, you know, where you can you've you've been through it. Now you're back, and then I'll get in great shape. I'll get on Men's Health. Yeah, be, I want to I want to be so out of touch yeah. that people are like, he really has changed. <laughs> <laughs> and then what you do at something that's not even that much of a national crisis that's just mid level, release a music video with you and other celebrities singing Imagine. Mm. Oh, bro, I've already my my celebrity list has grown so much, like, over the past. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, Snoop Dogg texted me, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, dude, I'm, like, I'm like really big these days. <laughs> and you're still calling us? Clearly. I mean, yeah. you guys can call me. Well, you're, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're slumming with us, but, I mean, that's 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 pretty cool. Well, I have to ask you, when you were with Arnold, did you, uh, he, ha- he always has livestock at his house. Were they livestock? Yeah, he has like mules yeah. and stuff in his house. Did you see them inside? Oh no, no, no. We I haven't got the invite to the house yet. We oh. went and worked out at Gold's gym. Oh, <laughs> okay. I don't know if they had mules in there. Right? So is uh, no, they, no. is Segura a little jealousy right now? Uh, yeah. Oh, he's so jealous. My my celebrity friends are so much better than his. <laughs> All he has is Brad Pitt. And then he was like, and then he texted me. He goes, "Can you get me Aaron Rodgers' number?" And so I was like, uh, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta reach out to Aaron. And he goes, "Just give it to me." <laughs> so I put a group text on, and I said, "Aaron, Tom would like your number, but quite honestly, I don't think you should reply to this." And he didn't. <laughs> and he didn't. <laughs> oh. oh, wow! I never that even was... thought about that that battle. So that that's that's like a sibling rivalry times ten without the sibling part. Yeah, I gotta get him. I gotta get him. I see him next week. I gotta get him a, his birthday present. <laughs> so I gotta figure out what to get him for his birthday. Oh my! Oh, all right. Uh, are you are you looking for suggestions by any chance? Yeah, but it's gotta be it's gotta be like a a bad present because we now we do bad presents. Okay, ah. all right. Ah. Uh, it, it is interesting though because uh, and and I'm really happy because we have seen your star just rise over the years and it's been like a nice steady progression and what is really really great is that you still actually respond to i would say at least 40 percent of our texts which we've seen over the years <laughs> other people's drop dramatically uh, drop like dramatically zero. down to less we're less than five percent at 40 percent we're Listen, grateful. We're, we're, grateful. we're not idiots we know you're busy and you got things to do you, there's verifiable proof that you have many irons in the fire there's other people yeah. that we correspond with. We know they ain't got nothing going on, and they don't get back to us, right, Case? Wait, yeah, yeah. So, so who's, we we appreciate it. Who's what comic? Like, what name? Some comics that have, have dropped off. Uh, Rogan oh. doesn't respond to anything anymore. Who, Rogan? John, yeah. John Mulaney. We, I mean, we used to have him in. and uh, Birbiglia. That's Birbiglia. Mike Birbiglia. I mean, he'll get Whoa. back to me, but he doesn't come on the show anymore. Mulaney's special was really good. It's great. He's great. We're we're, yeah. we're huge fans, and 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 Rogan was. We always had a great time. Yeah, but we get it. We know. We you know he's Bro, yeah. and says kind things about us. Uh, you know, which we appreciate. But you, <laughs> you know, Bert, uh, you mentioned one. Uh, we had um, Bradley Cooper in studio a couple of times, and look, I'm not blowing smoke. It, they were great conversation, and it seemed like at that time we were becoming friends with him, and then that stopped. Yeah. <laughs> it stopped. What about, what about what about what about McElhaney? 
Oh, oh he's, yeah, he's good. He's, he's still he's good. He's yeah. dropped a little bit. He's now down to what? Like He's very busy. Let's 30, just leave it at that. But it, is when, it when is it's it, his birthday, he responds. Is it possible, Bert, that we have a skewed sense of this because we're not successful? Is that could that be it? Maybe that's it. See, from your side of the fence, that would this this might read as as you know standard operating procedure. But on our side, we we're looking and going. Well, why why aren't they getting back to us? Not realizing that successful people have uh, things that are going on throughout. Mulaney makes Mulaney makes sense because I I, you know it's like he went through all that stuff and and I'm sure he just like I don't want to talk about any of it. Mm. Oh yeah, no, that's a good point. But yet, yet he did a whole. He's been very candid about it. He's been candid about it, but I think you, he didn't want to burn that. He didn't want to burn that material. Yeah, do it. He gets to choose when press. he does it. And gotcha. Does it. Yeah. Makes Wait, sense. He doesn't, do, he doesn't even do podcasts. Like he did Theo's podcast, and I was shocked. Oh really? Oh. Okay. Hey, who has um on your end on the opposite? Who would never return your text is now uh, returning your texts. Uh, I'll tell you, Snoop has been texting me a lot lately. Wow. Huh. I would like to hang out with Snoop. <laughs> Me too. Snoop's a tough one. Snoop's a tough one because he's got so many phones. Yeah. So, um, so many burner phones. That's great. Well, do I us a f- him, I called him one one time, and I, we were on two bears, and I called him to see if he'd answer. We were seeing if he'd go fishing with us. And uh, and I was like, Snoop? He answered. I go, Snoop? Snoop? Snoop Dog? Snoop Doggy Dog? Alvin? And then he goes, I go, it's Bert, and he goes, you are one bad M&F from Bert Chrysler. <laughs> and I said, really? And he goes, I just saw your show at the cabin. And he goes, man, get me on that show. I was like, Snoop, they will greenlight a season two if you offer to do it. Yeah. Like, in a heartbeat. That's he awesome. Me last night, he said, uh, I think he saw the movie, and he's like, he loved it. Oh, man, that's great. Awesome. Uh, Bert, I, do, I have another question about uh, the machine, because I really like Jimmy Tatro. I, I liked him in uh, uh, American Vandal. He's great on e- home economics. Uh, does yeah. he play a younger version of you? What, what's his deal in the movie? He plays a young me. We were watching a movie, a TV show called The Guest Book, me and Leanne, yeah. the pandemic. And he said to some guy, he goes, why don't you move into my van with me? And the guy goes, well, wouldn't that be, well, be hard with our privacy? And Jimmy Tatro said, oh, you'd have 100% privacy. I have no peripheral vision. And we started laughing so hard. And Leanne looked at me and she goes, he's playing young you. And we we did, and we jumped through so many hoops to get him because he is so busy. Yeah. He's really Uh, talented. He's he's very funny. He's awesome. We hung out. We uh, we we had a blast. We were in Serbia for three months together. I love that kid. That's how long? What are we? It was that now four years ago? How three years ago? How when? When did you? When did you film there? When did that wrap up? It seems like forever. Two thousand twenty-one. It was. It, it felt like forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two thousand twenty-one. Uh, right around now, I think. Yeah. We were over there right around now. It's wild. Well, so listen, you're coming to Philly uh, in November, uh, but you you do have a show coming up in Music PA, which isn't far from us. It's you know, it's essentially just a, a, an exit de- further from where you did the uh, Cardboard Classic. As a matter of fact, we did the Cardboard Classic this year. The place that you're playing, the the baseball field, is right behind the hotel that we stayed at, guys. Oh, if you guys recall, yeah, real, yeah, yeah. So, but it's a big lineup at that place, right? Yeah, I, I, I think it's. Probably Big Jokeson, Dave Mattel, Lewis Black, uh, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. I, I forget who's on the lineup, but we have a crazy lineup. It's so many big names. Uh, Ralph Barbosa. Uh, Jay Farrow. Who? Jay Farrow, I think it says here. Jay Farrow's on it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's fun. That's fully loaded. We did it last year. Everyone had a blast. And so we just did it again this year. 
Arnold asked, he goes, uh, he was like, I, I would like to come to uh, Traverse City, Michigan. And I was like, I will fly you in a private jet if you come to one of my shows. Are you kidding me? And he goes, can I get on stage and tell some jokes? Oh, oh my God. You cannot let that pass. I was like, Arnold, I have a G4 waiting for you. And he goes, G4s are too, so 2000 and late. <laughs> <laughs> it's too old for him. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, I believe you did make another offer to us, yeah, right, Casey? Yeah, do we, we have audio of that? We do. I Let me see wanna... if I, I, I want to play this. This is Bert. Here we go. Will Preston and Steve be at the uh, red carpet? <laughs> Listen to me when I say this on my, on my family, okay? I will fly all of you out. On my own dime no. to come see this premiere. Wow. No, you will not. No, hold on. You know I'm a ride or die for you guys. Yes. Now, how many How many people does Amy Schumer call in anymore? No. no. Does Kevin Hart call in anymore? No. I'm your ride or die. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I love it. By the way, when is... When did you guys get Frank Caliendo to do that? <laughs> well done. Frank gets back to us. Yeah. Well done. Frank does get back to us. <laughs> nice. Did you have did you have the red carpet yet or is that this week? Next week. Next week's a red carpet. Okay. Man, so I out, you guys I Casey said you guys are super busy with scheduling and stuff. So Yeah, no, it's true. We have, did not say that. <laughs> you didn't it's Keenan's next week. We couldn't do it. Yeah, we'll postpone that. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so who who's expected to show up for the red carpet, Bert? I mean, who's I on know. the list? I don't know. I put out a bunch of invites. I, don't, I think I don't think Tom's coming. I, I keep texting him, and he's and I haven't got a reply yet. I don't know. Seriously? Doesn't matter. Luke Skywalker's going to be there, dude. Luke Skywalker's going to be there. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I sent out. We sent out invites. Uh, last week, and we're waiting to RSVP and see. I don't know. I don't care. I, I'm so excited that this movie's happening at all. Yeah. And that I'm like, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna pace myself drinking. I'm gonna show up on the red carpet <laughs> on a motorcycle, shirtless with a cigar. <laughs> I can't wait. Bert, so who who's in the movie that we might not know? Who we should keep an eye out for? Who you think is going to be? Who, who has like a shining moment in the movie, or or, or is a scene steal or anything like that? Oh, oh the, the I mean. In my opinion, the woman that plays the villain uh, in this, her name's Eva Babich. Yeah, she is so she is so funny. She is, so, but we we her role was not supposed to be humorous at all. Mm -hmm. But she was making us laugh because mm -hmm. she she doesn't try to be funny. Like when I introduced her to Mark, she goes, "Hey, uh, please don't bring up uh, Star Wars." And I go, "What?" She goes, I, "I've never seen the movie. It wasn't big in Croatia." And I was like, it was big everywhere. She goes, just don't bring it up. So the first night I sit her down next to Mark, I go, Mark, Eva's a big Star Wars fan. Oh, yes. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yes, you know, I love that movie. Good guy versus bad guy thing is my thing. <laughs> I go, Eva, who's your favorite character in Star Wars? And you can't say Mark. And she goes, oh, I don't know, maybe Chewbacca? <laughs> I go, Mark, Eva does a great Chewbacca impression. Eva, do Chewbacca impression. Oh, my God. She goes, hello, I am Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> she was so funny in this movie that, like, it, but she was so funny to be around. 
and that uh, that she I think she'll stand out, and she's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and she's a great actress. Uh, that's cool. That's, that's very cool, man. We're, we're super excited for you. It's yes, just, it's so terrific. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so uh, May twenty sixth, the official first day in theaters. But uh, there's there's uh, you you'd be able to see it on the twenty fifth. Did you say, Bert? 25th, I'm doing, uh, we're having a special viewing. You are, where okay. We're streaming from the live live from the red carpet to stream into the theaters. All right. Well, so you can get your ticket on the 25th. Go to the machine.movie to purchase your tickets. And uh, and really, like, get if you've supported any live comedy in the last two years, come out and support this movie, please. All right, I, I, even if you can't go to the movie, just buy the damn <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna bang the drum, Bert. Yeah, we we're, we're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make sure we mention this every day and uh, and get people out to because your your fan base is obviously you know rabid in Philadelphia. So we'll get everybody out there and do our part over here. Okay, I appreciate it. I love you guys. Thank we love you, you so man. Much. All right, bud. We'll talk to you soon, man. Take care, Bert Rickin the machine blows my mind in theaters on uh, May twenty sixth. So uh, yeah, I hope this is huge for him. Yeah, and it should be. It, it, it's uh, it, and it can be too. It, it, movies like this come out of left field. Yeah, and even people who are not generally familiar with Bert and what he does, if it starts to become a buzz movie, mm. then stuff like this takes off. And yeah. remember, it's a it's a, a true. It's based yeah. on real events that yeah. took place. I, I'm, obviously, they're going to embellish it and have a lot of fun with it. But but of these, he's told the story a couple of times on our show of meeting with these the, the Russian group and uh, and all of a sudden. He, He's brought he gets into labeled it. as the yeah. machine, and it's just, it's a great story. So that's awesome. Very, very happy for him. And by the way, that show uh, at the Wells Fargo Center is going to be November 29th. And then, yeah, Musick, PA, in June on the 16th, uh, he's going to be there with that full tour. And you can get all the information at BertBertBert.com, <laughs> and Bert spelled B-E-R-T. And that's uh, awesome. And he's got the Netflix special Razzle Dazzle. He's just got a thousand things. Oh, good. Yeah. That dude works a lot. Non-stop is he going. That's why I'm always amazed when I see footage and a fair amount of it of, of him at home. Yeah. Like he's... That still works in there, you know, that he gets home for his family. So that's uh, that's a Herculean chore, but he makes sure to do it. Love the guy. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Some Bizarre File stories are up next. Hang out. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon Bridge to the Beach. Celebrating 51 years of riding for a world without cancer. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, June 11th for this family-friendly ride to save lives. All Team WMMR riders can now access group pricing for Team WMMR jerseys and other great cycling apparel from Volet. And they're made in America. The first 50 team members that hit their fundraising goal will get $50 towards their purchase. Thanks to our great sponsor, Tam and Inc. Because everybody has the right to access in information register to ride with team wmmr get complete details at wmmr.com or text bike to 39333 for a link to the info the acs bikeathon and 93.3 wmmr putting philly first all right time for some bizarre file stories wmmr presents Kristen and steve's bizarre file all right, every now and then you get a story that's worth bringing up simply because of the perpetrator's name. In San Francisco, a woman named Thor 
Kill. Thor Kill. Has been convicted of felony possession of ammunition by a prohibited person. Thor Kill. I did, with Thor is such a force of good. Yeah. So her, la- her last name is Kill. I thought maybe it was a first and middle name thing. Right. But no, her last name is Kill. So it says Kill who was prohibited from having ammunition due to a 2012 misdemeanor assault conviction, was found in possession of a massive quantity of ammunition. Sounds like a command. Officer Thor, kill! Uh, officers with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms <laughs> and Explosives executed a search warrant on Kill's residence and storage unit where, while serving the warrant, officers discovered and seized multiple crates and boxes containing thousands of rounds of live ammunition, 87 firearm magazines, 125 pounds of explosive powder. And one ten- big hammer. Tens of thousands of components used to make ammunition. And ammunition manufacturing, manufacturing equipment. Uh, Kill social media pages also reveal multiple posts of equipment used to manufacture ammunition, which is probably how they busted her yeah. in the first place. So, yeah. Thor Not Kill. trying to keep it a secret. Thor Kill was sentenced to two years in state prison, <laughs> but credited with time served since her arrest. Sit, Thor, sit. Warrants for the arrest of a married couple on animal cruelty charges show the man and woman poisoned three dogs belonging to a neighbor. Oh, these bastards. People, these people are psychos. Where do you hear about this story? Uh, James and Agnes Goldston are each charged with three counts of animal cruelty and communicating threats. Philip and Jessica Ridley said that one dog died in July 2020, another died last weekend, and a third was sickened and hospitalized. After the second and third dog showed the same symptoms as the first, the Ridleys called law enforcement. Uh, the sheriff's office said that each dog was evaluated in three veterinarians uh, by three veterinarians. Uh, they all confirmed the dogs were poisoned. The Ridleys said the Goldstons were known to poison squirrels with antifreeze and that their dogs might have eaten the squirrels and gotten sick. But according to the warrants, James Goldston has sent threatening letters to the Ridleys, including one that said, your daughter is next. What? And poisoned and killed two of their three Labrador retrievers. For over a year, they said they sent us threatening letters in the mail about our animals and our house. Jessica said one of those letters read... If one or both of these dogs put their paws on my property, I'm going to blow their brains out. Ooh. Wow, man. It's a psycho. So, but they never had. What do they throw something over a fence or what did they do? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how they poisoned them. Somehow or another, they, they did it. Jessica Scumbags. Ridley said that it was a nightmare. Other neighbors reported getting similar anonymous threatening letters. So these are just psycho neighbors. Well, you just caught them on a bad forever. Yeah, a bad forever. Uh, two, I have a better animal story here. Two Florida deputies helped a hawk escape the clutches of a snake on Sunday. Uh, Deputy Deputy Dasher and Deputy Ferrero responded to a report of an injured hawk in the roadway. When they got closer, they realized that the red-shouldered hawk had a snake coiled around its neck and wing. They used the end of a club to hold down the snake's head as he untangled his body from the hawks. It can't breathe. It appeared to be a North American racer, commonly called it's Black Racer. North American racer. A non-venomous snake. A oh, non-venomous you, snake. You can identify it? Can you identify it? Uh, the hawk likely, though, snatched the snake out of a nearby yard for lunch. I took it out of a nearby yard for lunch. But the racer had other plans. But the racer had other plans. Uh, the hawk immediately took off and flew into some nearby trees. The snake was tossed back into the street as it was no longer on the menu. Uh, so, How about that? So they saved. The snake was just trying to protect itself. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, yeah. Listen, go, boys. 
Split it. Go your separate ways. Yeah. You both made a mistake. All right. This is a messed up story out of Chicago that I want to share with you. A woman has... Chicago! Chicago! ...has been charged in a series of bat attacks on the northwest side of Chicago. Tell me, have you attacked people on the south side of Chicago? You will. Uh, Denise, uh, Denise Solorzano was Is that your real name? Was arrested and has been charged with uh, three counts of aggravated battery, four counts of aggravated battery, use of a deadly weapon, and one count of felony aggravated assault. Her bond was set at eight hundred thousand dollars, which is a hundred grand for each victim she's accused of assaulting. Prosecutors said in a court in court in each attack, uh, Solorzano asked the victims uh, either. What would you do if I hit you with this bat? Or what would you do if I punched you in the face? Man. Police said she attacked a 27-year-old woman and a 31-year-old woman with a baseball bat at 11.27 a.m. And then minutes later attacked a 34-year-old woman with a bat. So just walk around doing this to multiple people. Yeah. Shannon Condon said that she was working at home at the time of the attack. She said that she saw two women with a stroller while a white car pulled up. And a woman got out holding a baseball bat. She said, and she walked around towards the two women with the baby. I thought she must know them or something, or maybe she was playing a joke on them. And then I saw the woman with the bat start hitting the ladies over and over again. Easily kill someone. And the ladies were screaming. Uh, The woman then got back in her car and drove off. The entire incident happened in a matter of seconds. In addition to those attacks, police said uh, Solizano also attacked a 19-year-old woman last Sunday and a 33-year-old woman uh, as well. Uh, her parents left court distraught. They said off camera, the 26-year-old, this is a TV reporter, uh, that she has schizophrenia. Oh. And said that they hope she gets the help she needs. She may not be on her medication. That's the problem. And it can, you know, it can get away from you. It's a terrible story, but one that was worth putting in the bizarre file because I've never heard of somebody just walking around beating people with a bat. Tell me, did you hear about the peanut walking to the park? No. It was assaulted. <laughs> Yucky yucka. Waka waka. Uh... San Antonio, two people were arrested after crashing their car and then trying to hide in a seafood restaurant just north of downtown. There, a seafood restaurant. Run! Quick, a seafood restaurant. (laughs) Pretend you're a lobster. Police say the driver ran a red light. I'm not hewing. Photos of the scene showed the SUV crashed into a concrete pillar under the highway overpass. The Crank man, a seafood restaurant. The man and woman ran into the nearby El Puerto de Mazatlan restaurant. Which means uh, seafood. The No, it's not. Uh, the woman reportedly tried blending in the restaurant with the other customers, and the man tried to climb into the attic. <laughs> so they had a plan. I would have pretended I was a lobster, right? And be obvious about it. Uh, both of them were arrested. There is no word yet on charges if they uh, that they face, and they have not been identified as of yet. Steve, have you heard this um, this notion that um, that perhaps lobsters never die? Uh, I have of, not of natural causes that like that most of the world's lobsters or that. They're always taken out by predators. No lobster dies of old age is what you're saying. Yeah, that it doesn't have any natural predators uh, and that when they die, it's usually by the hands of something or somebody else. Well, so that would have to have a natural. That they're actually trying to because it um, it has like a natural sort of uh, replenishing uh, and that, that sci- right. scientists are trying to identify that. Uh, particular, I don't know, gene molecule or whatever. Yeah, uh, there but, is something unique about their biology that that uh, that helps. They lose a claw; they can re- regenerate, repair themselves. Yeah. So um, that would mean they'd have to they'd have to put some in uh, 
uh, in captivity and see how long they can raise them. So you're saying if there's no... They do, but the people in the restaurant keep eating them. Yeah. That they kind of uh, can... Uh, their their immune system, whatever it may be, allows it to stay well all the time and continue to age. I've never heard of that before. It's so, interesting. I know that they have caught some that are very old. Yes. In fact, there was one. Remember, it was out of, I think it was in Massachusetts, obviously, uh, one of the big uh, lobster places. And somebody bought it out of the tank at a, it was like old lobster, old lobby. Yeah. And uh, they uh, bought him out of the tank. And he would, I forget what his age was, but it was, I didn't realize they lived that long. Here, Case, now they do have natural predators. I was thinking octopi, and they, and they do. It says here, but uh, in this article, they have um, uh, groupers, snappers, sharks, skates, turtles, and octopus. Yeah, but that's a spiny lobster. I don't know. Six gerbils, two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit. Uh, spiny lobster's not, uh, it doesn't, that, the pictures that they were showing didn't have the giant. You're not talking about a regular, like a regular, like your main lobster, big old under the sea lobster. Here's a, this is an article. It says the idea that lobsters live forever is a myth. These animals can face death from uh, predation, disease, or even exhaustion when they molt. For I example, I am flat out freaking exhausted. Did you see this on social media? No, and I, as, as a matter of fact, I was talking to my wife about it yesterday, and she's a, one of those smart people. Yeah. Um, but there is um, some sort of uh, thing that scientists are trying to, they're trying to figure out exactly what it is. They, they're, well, they have profound, so you're saying the, re, the ability to regenerate is something that they're looking at, but no one believes that the lobsters are eternal. Uh, Do they? That was a, that was a, a theory. That I that lobsters about. are eternal. Sir, lobsters and other decapods do eventually reach the end of their lives. Uh, hang on a second here. Lobsters. Uh, it says lobsters certainly do not live forever. <laughs> it's not entirely clear where this myth originated, but it is a claim that persists online, often in the form of memes. While some animals, given the right circumstances, could be considered immortal, immortal lobsters are not among them. Like many other decapod uh, crustaceans, which are 10-footed, by the way, lobsters continue to grow throughout their lives. Scientists call this indeterminate growth. Uh, this contrast with people, for example, we stop growing when we reach adulthood. But lobsters and other decapods do eventually reach the end of their lives. Lobsters can face death from predation, including by humans, or health issues such as shell disease. Uh. Another potential cause of death is inherently linked to their continuous growth. Okay, <clears> but it's, so I, I'm also reading along, but it does say that they basically can't die of old age. Okay. Like something is going to kill them. Mm. So, well, that would be tangential to what you said, uh, but I mean... People don't die of old age either, though. You know, eventually, like, some kind of disease is going to get you. They they call it natural causes. Well, what are natural causes for a lobster? Yeah. Right. I don't think getting old is a cause of death. Right. Where you just run out. Yeah, something went went wrong and, and that killed you, but just the aging process doesn't kill people either. Right, right, okay. I was there at the Revolutionary War. It's an amazing thing to be a lobster on that battlefield, <laughs> as the Brits were wearing red coats, too. Made me uh, kind of nervous, as I'm sure you would understand. Mm. My name is Lobby the Lobster. I'm sorry? Lobby the... No, Casey. Hang on. And then, of course, Lobby the Lobster took to the dance floor. I don't know what you want. Well, well, what do you want from me? You, <laughs> you were sending a text or something I like that. I'm actually looking up information. Oh. Am I uh, the only one on the show not allowed to look up information? I'm trying to find... That's the day that Casey became very upset about our lobster conversation. I gestured because he started talking about the Civil War. Okay. And there's a piece okay. of music that we usually play that goes ah, along with that to encourage yes. Steve to play and have fun with that character. Well, the re- revolutionary. 
Do we have anything that would suit the Revolutionary War? Oh, you said war. Revolutionary yeah. War. I'm sorry. So I'm Yeah, off we point. don't have any Revolutionary War. Do we have anything for the Seven Days War? Fife and Drum uh, type of thing or yeah. something? I don't really know. How do you know. spell Fife? How about... F-I-F-E. Okay. <laughs> How about Grenada? Grenada. The conflict there. All the I have is drum and fight by the Smashing Pumpkins. I don't even know how that song goes. I don't goes. know how that song goes. Let's, Let's find it. out right now. Here we go. <laughs> this is drum and fight, Smashing Pumpkins. 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. Lobster's favorite radio station. One of my favorites. Yeah. All right. I think we got to the bottom of that. I think we did. Information you can use. Uh... What's this, Nick? I was curious as to how long the Falklands War was, because Steve mentioned that. And it was uh, 74 days. 774. Wow. Yeah. How long was the, uh, was the quote-unquote Grenada, the Grenada, Grenada, let's yeah. call the whole thing off That was conflict. just a few days. Just a few yeah. days, right? Yeah. As, uh, as depicted in the movie um, with the Clint Eastwood. I know the movie you're talking about. the name of that thing? And I can't remember. Hamburger Hill? No, no, no. no. Uh, Heartbreak Ridge. Heartbreak, Heartbreak Ridge. Yeah. 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 It was an H thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Four days. What, ha- wow. right. what has to happen in order for something to be considered a war? There has to be ten lobsters. Ten? <laughs> no. Uh, the, uh, I'm still reading about the lobsters. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. You're allowed to. <laughs> war. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's yeah. any. I don't know. What, you know, if you declare war, that's probably a pretty good start. Yeah, but we haven't declared war in a really long time. Yeah. No, we haven't. We fought in wars. Then technically, when you that what was that song, I declare my war upon. I declare a thumb, thumb war. war. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're both declaring That's a war. thumb war. One, two, same three, three, four. four. I, I declare a thumb war. war. I declare a Falklands mm. war. Four or five. <laughs> eight. Is there more to it? Dude, and we live it. forever. Here we do. Marissa well, found some kind of F- audio. There we go. It's a lobster. No, this is fife and drum. Now we have Revolutionary War music. Yay! This has been totally you can very well imagined as a lobster being on the battlefield with red arm. They must have thought I was a British soldier. That was the joke for about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Still good though. Have to wait. Oh. Are we wait, are we trying to find verification that lobsters live forever? Is that what you're? No, about? they oh, don't live forever, but they have something that. Basically, we don't have as humans. So basically, what, what, I'm reading, what I'm reading is that humans can essentially die of what they say old age, but lobsters can't. Okay. Because they have this enzyme. So enzyme. Now we're getting somewhere. There's an enzyme. enzyme. Yeah, okay. It's, it's an enzyme that is is dubbed the immortality enzyme. Oh, okay. like the Mickey Mantle gene, right? So this right. Is, you drink all you want. All comes back to Bert. That's why lobsters smoke and drink. Uh, okay, so the, a, so it, it a regenerative. Yeah, allows like QC kinetics, like yeah. Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, the the cells keep dividing, and lobsters uh, keep growing and repairing Did their bodies. You say bodies. the cellings? Uh We have like a, a a form of that, but ah, but not fully. To that level. Right, so we not, can become lobster level, man, which is why we can die of it. <laughs> I'm lobster man. By the way, you can get a transcript of this if you send $10 to Merkel Press. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope. A yes. Sazy, as they yeah, used a to call it. A Sazy? A Sazy. I, uh, though, at least I had not heard the longevity with the lobsters, and Kathy gave us the information, so that makes sense. And what else did we determine? Uh, I don't know. I don't okay. know. I, don't I think know it's what time else to take about. a break. I don't even know where, where, where we started. What, where did this how did, start? How did lobsters enter into the conversation? Was it a bizarre file story? Yes. Let's go back. Now we have to go in the trash. 
How did we end up with lobsters? Casey uh, asked the question of Steve, have you heard this notion? And right. I think that that was based, Casey, that was, on, on a uh, lobster story in the in the B-File. That yes, was sparked yeah. by something. The last B-File story. had The a, last bizarre file story. No, it was about hiding in a seafood restaurant. There That's you go. There we did. We literally couldn't remember five We read the court. Ago. We can't remember. Who could follow that chain of thinking? A damn thing that we talk about. <laughs> All right, I I'm calling it. That's it. <laughs> Time of death, ten fourteen. <laughs> presidency show officially died, and we must uh, not if you're a lobster. We have a period of rest. You're right, right. forever. <laughs> We're going to take a break and come back in a second. We'll get lesson question, trash, and music news when we return. So stay with us, please. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, "Hey Alexa, open MMR." Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, let's see. We're going to ask today's lesson question. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to see the Atlanta, or to go to the Atlantic City Beer Festival. Uh, it's a beer and music festival, actually. So, uh, June 3rd and 4th, Bader Field. Uh, so, the question I'm going to go with, it's a tough one here today. How about this? According to Steve, why shouldn't we have meetings on Mondays? <laughs> it's the what <laughs> on Mondays. 215-263-WMMR. Do you know the answer to that? Did you hear it? It wasn't that long ago. It was about 845. According to Steve, why shouldn't we have meetings on Mondays? If you know the answer to that, call now. And we'll do the trash while we're waiting for that call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by CSB Media Arts Center. Trained for a career in broadcast media, web development, social media marketing, and filmmaking at CSB Media Arts Center in Cherry Hill. You can go go to csb.com. That, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's actually GoCSB.com. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so GoCSB.com. That's GoCSB.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, the trailer for the third film in the My Big Fat Greek Wedding series debuted online on Friday. A fourth film is reportedly already in production and is titled My Morbidly Obese Wedding Night, Search for My Vagina. Wow! <laughs> Sylvester Stallone has dropped the asking price on his $21 million Hidden Hills estate by almost $2 million. Sly says millions and billions could almost be the same except for the bus sound. (laughs) The 31-year-old Bachelor alum Colton Underwood and his 38-year-old political strategist Jordan Brown, that's his boyfriend, they got married in Napa Valley over the weekend. Underwood reportedly wrote his own vows for the ceremony. But ended up running out of words, so had to resort to hand turkey. Heidi, oh. <laughs> we are looking for the answer to this question. Uh, Corny Steve, why shouldn't we have meetings on Mondays? And we'll go to Sam, try and get an answer. Hi, Sam. Sam, can you hear me? She's listening. Is, is, is your name Sam? It is. Sorry about that. I had my Bluetooth on. No problem. It's all right. All right, Sam, do me a favor. Tell me why we don't have uh, meetings on Mondays. Because it's a Sabbath. It's a Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. 
Sam, you just got yourself a pair of tickets for the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, June 3rd and 4th, Baderfield, presented by Ocean Casino Resort, featuring over 100 breweries, pouring 400 beers. Uh, Dropkick Murphys, performing on June 3rd and 311 on June 4th. Visit acbeerfest.com for tickets and information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Bronchitis. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer, your professional source for decks, windows, doors, millwork, and more. ADMoyer.com, by the way. All right, so let's begin with this. Um, during an interview, Buck Cherry opened up about, uh, or I'm sorry, oh, yeah, Robert uh, Cavato from uh, Buck Cherry opened up about uh, covering Brian Adams' Summer of 69. This doesn't seem like their style of music. Uh, this is Josh Todd who said this, actually. He said, uh, we're huge fans of Brian Adams. Uh, he continued saying, I think every band, when you're in the game of songwriting, you'll have those songs that you just wish that you wrote yourself that aren't your songs, and that's one of those songs. He said, I have loved that song since the 1980s. It's just one of these songs. And I'm like, F, man, every time I hear it, I'm like, I wish I would have written that song. This song is perfect. So that's why we recorded it. I would like to hear their version of it. Um, Buck Cherry, to me, seems a little bit more raw, right? Yeah, yeah a, little, a little heavier, a little more raw. But uh, apparently he loves that song, Summer 69, which I do too. Yeah. It's a guilty pleasure. How does he feel about Lady in Red? I did, let's ask him next yeah. time we have him on. A new Motley Crue album may be coming sooner than you think. Bassist Nikki Six posted an update to social media, which read, Hit the studio with Vince Neil today in London. The new Motley Crue songs are 100% officially done and ready for the mix. Uh, the recent tracks with the band's first uh, is the band's first with Mick Mars replacement John Five and Mark the Crew's first new material since recording a trio of tunes in 2019 for the Dirt soundtrack. Motley Crue's last album of all original material, all new material, uh, was 2009 Saints of Los Angeles. U2 has added eight new dates onto the band's upcoming U2 UV Octung Baby Live at Sphere Show in Las Vegas. Sphere. Uh, the newly added shows are going to play December 1st, 2nd, 6th, 8th, 9th, 13th, 15th, and 16th. So this is a residency of sorts, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, for verified uh, fan presale information, log on to U2.Ticketmaster. Com. I'll bet these bands love doing these residencies for a while. They get to play multiple shows. Your stuff's already set up. You're not going, moving all. You, you can feel a little bit grounded for a while, stay in one spot. So they're, they're going to enjoy that. I'm sorry. to play the city most associated with Jeff Dunham. It's wonderful talking puppets. <laughs> love it. That sphere, by the way, uh, is taller, actually substantially taller than the Statue of Liberty. No kidding. Yeah, it's wow. a big mother. Uh, I haven't gotten a, a real scope for it. You know, I mean, start to see from two-dimensional pictures. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no one understands certain things like why I'm always in an echo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is. Um, it's. I think the potential yeah. uh, is amazing. I, that yeah. might be worth any trip out to Vegas just to see that freaking thing. Well, so there's rumors of my favorite band. Um, Playing there, uh, some sort of residency. I, really, I, I will be there if that's going to be at the sphere. Place. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, rumors, rumors. Out now is Eric Clapton and late Jeff Beck's collaboration on the standard Moon River, uh, the track which was recorded not long before Beck's death last January, has been issued on all streaming platforms and will be available on vinyl on July fourteenth. This is the Henry Mancini Moon River. I assume it is. Yeah. 
Uh, this release comes ahead of uh, Clapton's Jeff Beck tribute shows at London's Royal Albert Hall on May 22nd and 23rd. Uh, Jeff Beck died uh, January 10th after contracting bacterial mengi- meningitis at the age of 78. This so. is Clapton, huh? For breakfast at Tiffany's. I got the original the version. This is what you hear in the proctologist's office. Uh, Jeff Beck liked all kinds of music, so I'm yeah. in doubt. Why not? I don't doubt that uh, that he did that. I mean, Henry Mancini wrote the uh, theme to What's Happening. Yeah. What is this about Johnny Depp here? Next? He's going to be on that show as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So Johnny Depp is going to be playing with Clapton, Gary Clark Jr., Billy Gibbons. Yeah. Did you remember? Yeah, <laughs> I'd forgotten that. It says Rod Stewart, Josh Stone, uh, Ronnie Wood, Joe Perry, no, no David Hasselhoff. Now, once again, no. right? So Johnny, for the past twenty minutes, I've seen you whimper down this beach in your red bathing suit. All right, uh, two more things. By the way, not to go off on the tangent, what's that the, that red thing that they carry? What is the technical term for that in the uh, Baywatch series? I'm just saying. I would oh. say it's a buoy, probably. Um, I don't know. I, not a I ring buoy. I'm asking, but I, I was going to make the joke, and I realized I didn't know what it was referred to as. I think it's just it might just be a buoy. Okay. Lifeguard rescue equipment. Here, hang on. Um... It, it's not listed on there, Nick. I see that that thing. Lifeguard and playing the safety equipment. Uh, uh, yeah, lifeguard. Swim buoy. Swim buoy. Swim buoy. Mm, I'm a swim buoy. It's <laughs> <laughs> my new Johnny Depp. Yeah. I'm going to carry 10 levels past. Yes. Okay, yes. but the plastic ones. you swim buoy. The plastic ones are called a rescue can. That's what you need to make. You got nice rescue cans. <laughs> wow. HR, listen up. Um, those no, things mean, are huge. Are you you're supposed no, to? I mean the swim buoys. You chuck it to the uh, the person, right? Yeah, and they just hold on to it to keep. And while you swim and tow them, yeah, it's tethered to you somehow. And then, yeah, I Preston, we just by accident created what will be, I think, one of the greatest TV shows ever: Whitey Bulger Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. This stupid bastard hey, doesn't I... know how to swim. <laughs> Sorry. What? You don't just chuck it to them. There's like a whole... Isn't that for the... That's no, for no, the no, rescue. No, no. I'm, I'm not saying that you just hear a catch. You know, I mean... <laughs> I'm not can... going know, in there. I'm surprised Casey said... Yeah. Were you just saying yes? Because... I don't know. I don't know anymore. No, I know, but remember... No, there's like a whole thing where you have to like dip it underneath them and you get them on. Like, you don't just oh. say like, here, hold on. Okay. I'm sure you can do it whatever way. If you well, we need life, to find out care. now. If we put up information that the the huge groups of uh, lifeguards listen to our show, yeah, they'd be doing it the wrong way. Yeah, and they'd that be killing lives people, in jeopardy. And that uh, oh, silence is violence. We're looking this, at different things. This is not the, the that looks like a large banana rescue can. That looks like a. Uh, that's the other one. That yeah, that's the. Is that what you're talking about? You dip it oh. underneath them and then. Yeah, like yeah, that one you had to. No. It depends I see on the situation. At water slides and water parks, they always have those. Yeah. We're talking about it looks like uh, about five feet long, and it looks like it's made out of material that's like a foam. Yeah, it's like yeah. a, a yeah. yeah, exactly. The red thing with the red handles on each side. Yeah, from that's Baywatch, the can. right? From yeah. freaking Baywatch, from that's Mighty Bulger Baywatch. Yeah. Can just like a ring. You would you can chuck it. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I have another oh story. God. This feels like Friday. Oh, this is Can we talk about lobsters instead? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. <laughs> you like lobsters? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had a story I was going to share. I'll save it for tomorrow. Oh, still oh man. I'll Listen, save it for tomorrow. wasn't right. us bringing up Whitey Bulger Baywatch. It's not like breaking news or anything like that. We'll, we'll be good All tomorrow. Right. Hey. Uh, Nick did bring up this. Uh, there is a show that's coming to town September 9th at The Man. It's called The One Fine Day Show. Two stages. And it will feature Sting and Shaggy. From Scooby-Doo. Oh, not that Shaggy. Oh. No, the Shaggy, the rapper guy. Yeah. Uh, Thundercat, Coffee, Tank and the Bangas, <laughs> and G-Lovin' Special Sauce ah. uh, with some other acts as well. So that sounds pretty cool. I and feel like I've seen Tank and the Bangas on um, the Tiny Desk concerts. Okay, maybe yeah. so. But it, um, looking at the poster and the lineup, it seems like it's going to have kind of a summertime... Um, I, want, I don't want to say reggae, but kind of a beachy feel well, to it. Like the Hall and Oates Hokey um, Fest. Yeah. Fest. I, I don't, I, is that even on the books for this year? I don't even know. Oh, but I don't know. That, it has that similar feel to it, Preston, this show where you're talking about with Sting. Yeah. Like a, like a real chill vibe. Yeah, I know what the kids say. <laughs> Let's see if we can get Sting on. All right. Let's see if we can do that. That'd Preston be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Sting. It's me. Somebody told me you were holding Trudy captive. Yeah. We wanted to ask you about lobsters. Ain't happening, bro. <laughs> All right. Uh, one last story. Uh, it's National Concert Week. I think it's a National Concert Day. No. And uh, now through Tuesday, today and tomorrow, <laughs> you get these $25 all-in tickets for tons of concerts, including MMRBQ. Wow. Godsmack and Stained, Disturbed, Ghost, Beck, The Struts, Weezer, and many more. Holy hell. Yeah, you can click on events at WMMR.com for text or text concerts to 39333 and we'll send a link to you with all of the information. So is now the week, just Monday and Tuesday, and the weekend is Wednesday through Sunday? No, this was this has been going on for a little while oh. and I've only mentioned it today. $25 all-in tickets for tons of concerts. All right, so uh, go to WMMR.com. Get off my back. Yeah. <laughs> What do you want? What do you want, what do you, from, what me? You want from me? It's Monday. Just saying. Just saying. All right. Just saying. All right, that's it. That's last boy. item in music news. Uh, we are taking a break. We're coming back in a moment and getting the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. So we'll be right back with that. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We are wrapping up today's program. Does it kind of feel like a weird Monday a little bit today? It does feel like a weird Monday. It does Monday. feel a little I weird. I agree. I felt a little off. And I'll be honest with you. I was off until we started talking about lobsters. And then I came around. <laughs> yeah. And I felt much better after. Those magnificent creatures. They bring out the best in us. They live forever. Uh, they do. That's yeah. it. They're, in many ways, the Eternals should have been about lobsters. They probably. I'll say this, though. Yeah. I uh, The... Over the weekend, this whole pollen thing, that, mm. and I don't get affected a lot every couple of years. I got a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was at a wedding that was outside, yeah. and it kicked in, yeah. and I'm doing the nasal rinse and all that stuff, so it's it's pretty good. But did you get womp too, Kathy? Yeah. You know what? Um, I had family over, and my mom was sneezing. Like, everybody yeah. was sneezing, and I actually, I have, like, these hives on my arms, uh, and I think it was from being outside all day yesterday. Yeah. yeah quite possible. Um, but we have uh, we have nice weather. Uh, the, it was beautiful over the weekend. We got nice weather today and tomorrow. So 
Uh, in fact, all week it's looking pretty good. Just a little bit cooler on Wednesday and Thursday. Should Take your lobster out for a hike. You probably should. Yeah. Nice long walk. You both get exercise that way. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to. Where'd thank... you go, Clicky? <laughs> I'd like to thank our friends from the uh, Crohn's Clays Foundation for coming yeah. by today. The um, CCF uh, Take Steps Walk is coming up on the 20. I don't have the damn day. Uh, yeah. But all the information is at WMMR.com and believe it's on the 25th. Yes. Why are we always supposed to have information? Uh, And it will be, I'm hosting it, and it will be at the link, and we're raising a lot of money for uh, people who have issues with um, uh, bowel disease and so on. So please be a part of that if you can. I'm going to try to get um, Mike McCready on to talk about that. because would be great. He works for the uh, CCF nationally, and and he does a lot of work with Crohn's and colitis. So it would be cool to just chat with him about that and use it as an excuse to promote the event. Thank you. Uh, And speaking of thanks, Burke Kreischer! Burke Kreischer! Kreischer was, uh, we had a great conversation with him, as always. The Machine, the movie, yeah, is coming out on the 26th, so a week from this Friday. And uh, we, want, we, we want to support Bert as much as possible. He is really, he is rising and rising. He's, and like Casey was saying to him, he's done this steady rise. Yeah. It wasn't like all of a sudden, oh, my God, this guy, look at this. You got to check this guy out. It was like he just incrementally, and he's hitting this awesome level now. He was stunty, frat guy. He was National Lampoon's, you know, frat hero, MTV, so on and so forth. Moves on from there. Starts to get into stand-up comedy. Works the club. Spends the time. Writes the material. That starts to take off. And the the way he's been at it, Preston, has been unrelenting. And he deserves all his success. Yep. He's a great guy. So... Uh, that's going to open on the 26th. Go see it. And then, of course, he's going to be back in Philadelphia at the Wells, Wells Fargo Center on November 29th uh, for the Burt Kreischer Tops Off the World Tour. And uh, those tickets are on sale now, I believe. Uh, so it was nice to have him on again today. Uh, Pierre Robert's here. How you doing, man? Excellent. Thank you. How was your weekend? Uh, so much fun. Uh, Hooters Friday, Saturday, and last night. Uh, three-hour shows each night, and they just... Well, I mean, they took a break. Sure, yeah. um, So they did two sets each night, which they haven't done in a while. Uh, But they've got such a catalog of songs. There's so many great songs. Wednesday is when you've got uh, Rob on. Correct. Rob and and, uh, Davey are going to come in, yeah. um, They're they're just playing so damn good. The record sounds so good. You played it this morning. Yeah. It's so cool. Awesome. Um, They did a bunch of stuff from the record. Uh, I host them each night, brought them on stage. Ardmore Music Hall has got their 10th anniversary going. Oh, then, like, Saturday, I was there in the daytime for the beer fest and then back hosting the Hooters at night. And then uh, last night as well. They are just so cool. You know, we'll have some flashbacks. Uh, thinking about it, there's no... There's no uh, they're... Um, we tend to think, oh, they had their, their big run, and then and they just write songs for other people, and they produce it. What's... Why not a second wind on, on that front of just having, you know, hits? They're, they're, they're super talented, you know, and it's good to see them doing this, and... It was cool to hear a new Hooters song on the uh, yeah. show this morning. Well, the the myth is that they're only an 80s band, but in point of fact, they had uh, at least two albums in the 90s. They had uh, yeah. the last studio album was 2010, uh, and then uh, this one in 2016, but they've had two live albums in between. Um, during, just for a little break towards the um, end of the 90s, and then they came back together for my 20th anniversary and had so much fun, they stayed together. And, so and they've only been a part a few years um, that they haven't played, so they're really not an 80s band. Right, and in demand always as songwriters as well. My God, well, I mean, they do in the set. 
What If God Was One of Us, and they do this rocked-up version of it, which Eric Bazilian wrote for Joan Osborne. They were the backup band for Joan Osborne yeah. on that debut album of hers. Similarly, right next to that, they'll do Time After Time, uh, which you guys have talked about before, and um, it, it, Rob and Cindy Lauper wrote that. Both songs nominated for Grammy Awards, by the way. Neither one, unfortunately, won. But uh, Time After Time, they do this rocked-up version of that. Uh, but if you listen to the original, with Sam, and they were also Cindy Lauper's backup band for her debut album, She's So Unusual. And uh, if you listen to her version of it, the main version of it, you can clearly hear Rob's vocals in the background. Ah. Um, and uh, he's got a very distinctive voice, and you can hear it. It's, it's so much fun. It was just so much fun. Cool. Excellent. And, oh, and then in between, yesterday I went down to Rittenhouse Square, my favorite location, and did a uh, did the craft fair that they have that rings the square. And I'm walking along looking at these little cool booths, and this guy walks up to me. He goes, Pierre? I go, good day, citizen. And we say hello, and I forget what his name is now. I'm sorry, Mark or Marcus or Mike or anyway. And he goes, I feel so extraordinary. I go, why? He goes, I saw Preston last night, and I'm seeing you today. <laughs> uh, 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 at, apparently, you play? plays and plays yeah. players theater. Plays and player theater, yeah. 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 Uh, That's awesome. And he said, I just saw the play that uh, they were talking about, and I went to plays and players, and there's Preston Saturday night, and then Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon on Rittenhouse Square, I see you. I go, it's a cosmic coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just meant to be. Meant Beautiful to be. Beautiful thing. Awesome. Well, a great weekend to have by all of them. Yes. All right. Well, let's get the letter of the day if you're ready. Yes. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. M is in Monday. All right. And we are going to give away a pair of tickets and meet and greet passes with Rival Sons for their show. Saturday and 3rd, Franklin Music Hall. It's presented by MMR. And the show also features the record company and Star Crawler. Tickets are on sale now, and you can get them via AXS.com. A second chance to win tickets and meet and greet on the contest page, WMMR.com. So make sure you check that out. What's happening on your show today? Action-packed. What we uh, announced on Friday or Thursday, I'm not sure which, um, uh, we're going to open our performance space um, between this part of the complex and uh, further down uh, to the other stations is a performance room that the engineers built when they redesigned the building. And there's a stage and space for an audience and a mixing board. And uh, we're going to have the revivalists come in and play. Oh, Excellent. Uh, for us. No, no. In uh, I don't know when it is. A couple of weeks. Okay. But uh, we're going to start. It'll be our first, uh, you know, it'll be breaking in that room as a performance venue. Awesome. Our debut thing. And uh, they're going to come do a set for us and conversation. And we'll have a live studio audience. So we'll start giving away passes for that today. They're nice. terrific. Uh, yeah, nice the, guys. Yeah, they're great. They're yep. just great. And... Uh, the, everything about them. Uh, we also have a workforce box of Billy Squire, uh, Talking Heads for David Byrne's birthday yesterday, and Steve Winwood's birthday on Friday. So a combination of traffic and Steve Winwood solo material, of which there are vast amounts. Yeah, no question. All right, let me thank the sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today. Uh, by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Manhattan Bagel, where sandwiches are always made to order tomorrow on our show. It's Tuesday, so that means we'll give away free tattoos, floating roll tattoo and piercing. And uh, we'll have uh, the host and magician as well, Michael Carbonaro. Yes. Uh, is going to be joining us uh, tomorrow. So we'll it's see. Pretty what, cool. Yeah, we'll see what else we can get into as well. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, my friend. Bye bye. <laughs>
What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven, while the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook. Just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala Smart Oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A.com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala. Eat well effortlessly. Tavala.com.